Welcome into Vuvu Soccer here at Villa Capri Pizza. Bob Long, Eric Nash here, and Eric, a beautiful day for Euros. It's very, very exciting as we have Ireland against Italy. We are here on the Peroni patio right outside the back of Villa Capri, a great place. Beautiful day for soccer. You may hear some of the uh, clamoring going on below us, Eric. That is the party on the street going on. We have Neil Smart as well as some of the other families and Doylestown soccer people throughout the community. They're playing pickup in the street. They shut it down for this party. It's a great afternoon for football. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. We're, we're anxiously awaiting the Italy-Ireland match, which is the third game of the group. And I believe it's the last game or a couple games of the group stages for Euro 2016. And interestingly enough... In our theme music, we have the Ireland soccer music coming on. So if you listen to it closely, they talk about Ireland. So interesting. Not that we have any type of uh, rooting interest here. I can tell you for certain I don't have any rooting or betting interest. But in honor of our fine host, Matt, I think we should be for Ireland today. For I mean, for, Ireland? For Italy. I'm for sorry. Italy. For Italy. The guy with the McGinley shirt was just here in an Ireland shirt. That's so true. Me. Yeah, so it's a mix here, but mostly... Italian fans and shirts here for the most part. What a beautiful day. Yeah, I mean, it, it's really wonderful. We're outside, and it actually is the Peroni deck. The Peroni it's, patio. The Peroni patio. <laughs> What's the difference between a deck and a patio? Uh, patio starts with a P, as does Peroni. Okay. That's the main difference. You ask a dumb question, and that's what you get. But anyway, so uh, how are you, my man? Wonderful. It's a great summer in general for soccer. It's been absolutely fantastic with the uh, Copa America. Been here in the United States, and the United States, unfortunately, last night had a very tough match against Argentina. We'll get into that in just a few minutes, but besides that, Euro 16 has been great, and now we get into really some of the nitty-gritty mm -hmm. and some of the big matches we were looking forward to. They expanded this tournament, Eric, from 16 teams to 24 teams, and so it took us maybe a little bit longer to get to where we are right now, and right to where we're about to be, which is knockout stage and some of these big-time matchups. But then again, you've seen some smaller nations really make some hay for themselves and make this first group stage entertaining. Now, let me ask you, if you look at the typical European championships, I think that the standard would be they'd have eight teams that would make it through. Is that right? Right. And now they have, what do they have, have they 16 that are going through at this point? Yep, is that's that right, 16 going through. So that that's interesting. I mean, that's you know, when you think about it, that's such a huge amount, and it's not only a matter of who's going through, but who got in there in the first place. And like you said, it brought in you know little countries and more like I guess little known soccer powers in Europe that got in. You know, the Iceland's, uh, Northern Ireland, uh, Turkey, Hungary, teams like that. You know, and for the most part, I think that the smaller sides. Uh, have had a pretty good have had a pretty good run of the thing. Yes, that's right. And so we have all three groups, Eric, at their completion. Uh, the after today, right? After the next couple no, of no, hours. No. Three groups at completion and the fourth one here will be taking place in just a few minutes. And so that's Ireland and Italy, as well mm -hmm. as uh, Belgium taking on the Swedes and Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> Yeah, and they have, uh, the Swedes have probably, and this being uh, Ibrahimovic's last, I think, international tournament, uh, I think they've been one of the bigger disappointments for sure of this tournament, okay? 
Uh, there's been there's been several others, but you know I, I mean Sweden is, has always been a, a pretty strong team with or without Ibrahimovic, but I think they expected more. And are they going home, or do they still have an outside chance of getting in? Who's this now? That'd be Sweden. Sweden does have a chance. Yes, mm-hmm. they would have to beat Belgium, uh, and at that point they should be in. At that point, um, will that give them four points, Bob? If that will give them four. That will put them ahead that of Belgium, put, and then yeah. it would have to be Ireland netting a, a big-time victory over Italy to affect goal differential in a way that would put them over Sweden. So Sweden absolutely still has a chance. In fact, every team has a chance here going into these last two matches. It's exactly how you'd want it, and we are underway. Well, I would say that Belgium is going to be a real tough ask for Sweden to beat Belgium. Okay, I'd agree. They weren't they weren't terrific the first the first uh, round. The second round much better, but they are one of the three or four favorites of the of the the championship. Right. So you know, one would suspect that if they had a bad first game and a really pretty good second game, they're probably on the upturn, and that's probably doesn't bode well for Sweden. We're looking at this this match here. Um, it, uh, you know, there's another Ireland, another really good story. But you know, they don't they don't get a, a result here, or I should say, a win here. They correct? need a win, right? Then they're gone. And once again, that's going to be they need a win and help. Now, Italy is one of those really interesting sides because every year or every four years, year in year out, in between when you're talking about World Cup years and whatnot, they they always seem to do well in the big tournaments. Okay. Uh, if it's their style, whether it's the defensive style that they usually play, but they, they did very well. Once again, they are much in control of their destiny at this point. And other sides that you thought might you know, really be the ones that were challenging for, for this particular group title are fighting for their uh, Euro lives right now. Yep, Italy, they scored three goals. They've given up none. Two wins, six points. They are guaranteed to go through to the next round at this point. Belgium... Very, very close. They would need a draw and then pretty much for uh, the team in Ireland to not win by about five goals. That, I think, would be the max and the only way that Belgium would be eliminated with a draw. So they're pretty comfortable in their lives, in their Euro 2016 lives, with either a draw or a win. We'll go through the other groups, Eric, and just let me know which of these surprise you. And there will be a few surprises in here. Group A, France, seven points, three games. They're all done, that group. Switzerland, five points. Albania had three and Romania won. I don't think any big surprise surprise there to see France and Switzerland. Maybe I thought Albania might be a little, you know, may may have been a little bit stronger. But for the most part, that's the way I would have picked it, I think. Group B, Eric, Wales wins the group with six points. England with five. Slovakia with four. Russia with one. Well, let's see. I mean, Bale may be the best player in Europe right now, okay? You know, with a nod, of course, to Cristiano Ronaldo. But, you know, I was a little surprised at the way they played, certainly against England, and they really should have done better. Ultimately, England scored two late goals and won that match. Well, right. I mean, there's a possibility that with that win, they would have been at nine points, won all three of their games. Here's the other thing. If England doesn't score that last goal... By pure points, take two points away. They have three. Slovakia with four. England needed that late goal to even advance. Well, I mean, with you know, what, what is four out of 
uh, six of the third place teams are advancing. Is that the deal? And that's true. Right. Yes. So it's it, you know it's kind of it kind of makes with me the automatic that, yeah. advancement. Uh, right. the, all right. these things I'm saying about advancing for certain those are mm. to be in the top two. You're absolutely right that about half of those right. third place teams in groups could could move on. There's no I, doubt. I'll tell you just just as an aside, I was looking at some of the matches that are going to be coming up in the next you know four or five games and the thing that or days i should say and the thing that really surprised me is look look at it, uh, italy you'd, you'd agree they've been one of the pleasant surprises for their faithful in this tournament sure they get spain in the first in the next in the knockout round whereas england who has been in my opinion well certainly i'm sure in every englishman's opinion shaky okay now then again eric remember spain did not win their group either Croatia won that group with seven points. Spain just behind with six. Turkey mm-hmm. with three, and the Czech Republic with only one. Well, Croatia, Croatia is a good side, but I guess what I'm saying is the reward for Italy probably doing better than most thought was they get Spain, who who's Spain, okay? And and I, you know, if they're not the if they're not the first pick, they're one of the first two behind maybe Germany. Yep. Whereas you got England who kind of stumbled a little bit, in my opinion, as much as you could stumble in a three-game set, okay? And they're playing Iceland, you know, the upstart Iceland. Great story, but who would you rather play in the second round? And Spain is, well, you're saying they're both second-place finishes? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying Italy was one, Spain two in their respective groups. Does that seem right to you? I mean, I guess it is what it is, you know? But that seems kind of strange. Yeah, Hungary, five points in Group F. Iceland, you mentioned, five points. The upstart also in that Group F. Italy, Belgium here in Group B. The other group we didn't talk about is Group C. Germany, Poland, both with seven points. Mm. Northern Ireland with three. And Ukraine did not garner a point. Ukraine, to start at the bottom, <laughs> Ukraine, which I share, I have some Ukraine blood, I would say that they have probably been the most disappointing team in this tournament. Okay, they were eliminated after the second matches, Okay. They were eliminated before they even played their last match, okay? And they have always been a, a fairly good world power. You, you look at the World Cups the last few years. They usually underachieve, but they're a good side, okay? Northern Ireland finished ahead of them. Northern Ireland, really? Well, they got like 14 people in there. I mean, it's not a really a big soccer <laughs> And nation, half of them you know? are golfers, yeah, yes. I mean, I mean, okay, and then you got the top two were tough. I mean, um, Poland got it together when they stopped shooting at their own net, and... Uh, Sorry, I had to throw that in. Hey, you know what? Our boy yeah. Alex Krastowski I know. I, thinks that Poland could go win this thing. He's not wrong. Germany gets all the you know gets all the love, certainly out of that group, okay? Germany looks good. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm not so certain. It's a, it, To me, it's a hard. These next rounds are going to be very hard to pick. Not anywhere as easy as the Copa America has been for me. Sure. I, for some reason, I can see that a lot stronger in my mind's eye than I can with some of these Europe teams. And I've seen these Europe teams play more. You know, I watched a lot of the qualifying. It was crazy. There was a lot of soccer. And, you know, I choose to watch those matches that matter over, like, the friendlies that the U.S. played, you know, at those, yep. those same dates. So, I, you know, I had a pretty good gauge of it, and I still, you know, no idea that, that Ukraine was going to come out and lay such an egg and that Portugal would barely be able to qualify. I hope there's some better things lying ahead for, for Portugal, you know what I mean? But right now, I'm very surprised that they only get three points in three games. And Cristiano Ronaldo misses a penalty. It's the last time you've seen that. Mm. No, he missed a, he, he right. No, you're right. That, that, was, that was very costly. 
There's been a lot of, is it me? There's been plenty of penalty misses. Uh, at least a fair share, maybe because there's two tournaments going simultaneously. Sure. That we're seeing a lot of games every day. But I see that, you know, it seems to me that either the keepers are getting better at reading what's going to happen or they, they, the guys are missing the, the penalty kicks, you know. But I've noticed a couple, clank, at least two or three clank off the bar, okay? Right. Off the woodwork. And that's usually a sign of, like, tired legs when they kind of roof them, okay? But uh, we will see. It's been a great tournament. For my money, I think the Copa America so far, the group stages have been more interesting to me. I don't know how you feel about that. But comparing them side by side, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it being in America. Yep. I'd be interested to know how they feel in South America about their tournament taking place in North America and the United States specifically. Right. That's I, I, I know. think it's been more interesting, Copa America. That's just me personally. But I think Euro 2016 has been great as well. What's been interesting as well to see MLS and how they took the two-week break, but now here they go. They're back underway. All these matches taking place while both Copa America and Euro 2016 take place. And I know we go through this about every four years, and in this case every two years. Mm -hmm. This with the Euro and Copa America in this case, and then the World Cup coming up two years later. But how do you feel that that affects the balance of power there? You mean, are we talking about for the MLS? For MLS specifically. You know what, that's a great question, Bob. And I, I think I would defer to you uh, about, you know, your thoughts on that. Looks out, there's like a fire starting over there, by the way. Yeah, no. You got that under control. There we go. Good job there. Wow. How about <laughs> I, that? That's yeah. some real action. You were absolutely right, Eric. There was a I, I, I will say that I've, fire I, re, I, remain, I remain completely glued to my seat in this. <laughs> what had occurred, I'll just have you know. <laughs> did was, not, did not of, move to, to lift a finger to help. It was so one of the calmest so, things I've ever seen, Eric. Oh, yeah. There's a fire. I'm like, there's a there. fire, you know. And our man, Matt, is all over it. This is Matt. Well, you know what? It's funny. Fire. I'm looking at it. Matt, Matt's got it. It's under control now. But I'm looking at the, you know, the... Uh, uh, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the heater. On the, what do you call those things? Those little pyro things. What do they call? No them? idea. The heater's underneath. You know, the little lighter styrofoam. things. Yeah, right. Anyway, I'm watching that. And I'm looking at the guy. And it looks to me, from my angle, that there's a bunch of napkins that are on fire behind the thing. <laughs> but it, it's, I go, that's got to be an optical illusion. I am sitting out in the sun and whatnot. Okay. And all of a sudden, I'm like, Bob, I think there's a fire going <laughs> on there. And Bob's looking over. Bob's not doesn't see it either, right? One thing about like nighttime, you know, you don't see the fires easily, but it, it's all okay. Everyone's well, no need. They can send the they can send the the, uh, the alarms off and uh, the send Peroni the trucks back home. Patio lives on. Yeah, the Peroni yes, the Peronio patio lives another day. Okay, there That's you right. go. Safety first. Only you can prevent forest fires, Eric. Well, before we had some burning ember, and now we have a couple of delicious-looking pizzas. Ooh, baby, it's a good trade-off, I think. That's right. It's wood-fired nice pizza, Eric. Let me ask you: when you when you look at the uh, the MLS, okay, and the, the union obviously got to the break in a very good spot, right? Well, that's where they wanted to be. Yep. When you talk to the coaches, you interviewed them; they said the same. That was maybe the first goal of the season. You know, was right. to get there. I don't know if the, in their minds' eye they were seeing first place, Bob, but there they were. And then they got it. Now they've already played a game, which you were lucky enough to be up in uh, New York City in in, uh, in the Bronx, in That's Yankee right. Stadium, which is a great place to be for baseball and I'm sure for soccer also. Yeah, it's a very tight field up there, Eric, as a lot of people know. But very, very tight. Maybe not short, but I think definitely, definitely not wide. 
definitely thin on the sides. And so yeah. it's a different ball game, and there's a lot of quality in that roster for NYCFC. And there was a challenge early. You know, I think the Union were shot in the gut a little bit. A lot of quality. I mean, for sure, you've got David Villa, right? You have Pirlo. And you have you know, a fellow by the name of Frank Lampard, you know? Yes. I mean, that's a pretty good holy triumvirate of MLS, I would say, right there. I mean, there's three legitimate FIFA Hall of Famers there. Right. Okay? Um, and you got the Union. Who's, who's our Hall of Famer? I mean, you know, realistically, where we're looking now. <laughs> I don't see one. I don't know. I mean, you know, they got, you know. So what I'm saying is it shocked me that this team was under 500 coming in. Right. I was a little surprised by that. NYCFC. I thought maybe one of those fellows, one of those big names was injured or something, you know, earlier in the season. Were they or were they not playing? I think Villa might have been out or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. But that, that, that seems to be a little light of a record for a team. And they had a couple, like, who's the striker that they had? Well, Jack Harrison's coming. It's the just, guy, that's just the guy his I'm third match. Right. No, right. Their number one overall pick. And uh, he did some great things. We're going to have some audio from Jim Curtin about Jack Harrison. And, well, why don't we start with his opening statement, his thoughts just generally before we got to ask him some questions about the game, about the unfortunate 3-2 loss. They had their chances at the end, could have had a penalty called against NYCFC on Roland Alberg inside the box, yet that went begging and the whistle blew shortly thereafter. Here's Jim Curtin. First off, uh, I'd like to apologize to our fans uh, that traveled here. Uh, also, our fans watching at home for the first half. Uh, that was not us. That was not what we've been about. So disappointed from that regard. I take responsibility for it. I didn't have them ready to play. Uh, and that's on me. Uh, having said that, uh, our guys did fight in the second half, pushed the game a bit, uh, were able to get back in it. Uh, on the tight field, you know, anything can happen. Uh, I thought... Uh, I thought, I know that's a penalty at the end of the game, too, 100%. Uh, I guess in that moment, that, that big of a moment uh, for the referee, it's a tough decision uh, in, in their building to make that call. Uh, but it's a foul. It's a, it's a penalty kick. Uh, he missed a few other ones as well uh, you know, uh, against New York City as well. They had some bad calls against them. So uh, we didn't deserve anything today. Uh, credit to New York City. I thought David Villa was the best player uh, on the field by a lot. So... Uh, difficult. We learn from it. Uh, we'll regroup. We have Chicago and Vancouver at home for our next two games, so we get to bounce back quick. There you go. That's Jim Curtin. Your thoughts, Eric, on those comments? First of all, what, what, what a great guy. What a guy. Stand, you know, stands right away, takes the responsibility. I mean, that's not something that we've heard through our coaches and our management over the past few years. Would you agree, Bob? I'd agree. You know, so I like that. You know, I mean, I mean, coach speak you could say but you know he, he's right they, you know they, they played very poorly in the first half second half once again okay maybe they could have gotten a point maybe they should have gotten that penalty kick to, to make it to get a point in that game okay and that would have been a great point but you know what they still didn't give up they still played hard i still i think that bodes well moving forward i really do roland alberg it's very interesting eric he came in he really didn't play a lot of minutes but they knew that he'd be getting more fit coming back for that first match of the U.S. Open Cup. He was great there. He had the game winner against City Islanders FC last week. We had audio from both Roland and Jim Curtin on our show last week during the USA versus Ecuador game. Roland comes in in the second half. You see a complete change of gears. They started with Warren Craval alongside Brian Carroll 
in the defensive midfield. They brought in Allberg at halftime, a guy that has much more of a creative gene in him, much more of a guy that will attack offensively and push forward. Now, leads to a lot of speculation, Eric, is Warren Creval now going to be the odd man out because there's a lot of guys that are coming into fitness and form that probably deserve a spot on this starting 11, even with Vincent Aguera gone. In fact, that's a big part of the reason they started Creval. Maybe they're thinking that he's the answer for Nagara. But it appears that it may be Alberg. I was it thinking it was all. I mean, we th we we talked about that. We, we didn't did. talk. We didn't realize about um, Nagara leaving. I don't think when we were on last. No, we time. did. We did right, know right that towards that the end. Yes. Oh, okay. That was oh, that was broke. oh yeah. That the news broke that night. Okay, I'm sorry. You're correct. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, apparently that's a very big loss. I still would like to know that whole story. There's a word yep, of that story. I agree with that. There's no doubt. But I I think that that's a tough replacement. Now, is Wahlberger one of Ernie Stewart's guys, or was he around the end of yep. last year? No, he's Ernie Stewart's guy. Not surprising, Absolutely. Not surprising to me, then. Um, we'll see. I mean, the point is, I, th I thought they showed heart, Bob. What, I mean, what do you think? I mean, they you know, they lost the game. They certainly lost it on their own merits. You know, you could say, you know, they weren't winning that game. They may have gotten a point out of it maybe at the end. No, they may that's have right. The point. But I don't think that that's as important as the fact that, you know, they didn't roll over. Yeah. That game could have very well been 5 one or something. You're going to you know? hear some determination from the next guy that speaks here. That's Richie Marquez, a guy that's come in and done a great job, had a game winner against D.C. United earlier in the year, but has done a great job on that back line stabilizing things where last year there were a lot of questions. Here's Richie, and he's going to address the Nagara thing a bit as well. Uh, I think uh, Coach Jim said it best. We, we have players to step up, and uh, you know we all work hard on the field for that opportunity. So I think it's just sticking together and, and coming out on Wednesday, really. I mean, well, we've played without Vince before, you know, when he was injured and we were able to uh, execute our game. So I think it, we stick to our game plan no matter what, no matter who's on the field. That's Richie Marquez after the game against NYCFC. His comments there about playing without Vince Naguerre and uh, his agreement with, with Coach Curtin, as we were talking about, about how you got to come out, how you got to be ready to play, and you can't just go out there and expect it to happen. I mean, well, when you talk about what, what are you going to say here? How, I mean, if the Guerra's heart or whatever wasn't in it, okay, which, which seems to be there's something going on there, okay? So, so I mean, I, I can't imagine that that's such a great loss if he's, if he's not here. If he's not here, you don't need him, you know? This league is big enough that it stands on its own. If someone doesn't want to be here, there's very adequate replacements yeah, you know. and again, I, I hesitate because I don't know exactly what's going on. And I haven't even heard that much speculation either. It, it will be interesting to see what comes out. But we hinted at it before the Marquez clip. Curtin's comments on Craval and, you know, was it the fact that Craval was in there or, or the whole team didn't play well in the first half? You know, was it Roland Dahlberg really making that big difference in the second half? Let's hear what Jim had to say. Yeah, we gave two. We gave up two bad goals, right? So uh, again, we we weren't sharp from the beginning. Uh, credit to New York City, they punished us uh, for not being sharp. A uh, couple silly mistakes that led to, to goals. So we're down 2-0. So we needed to make a an aggressive offensive change. Uh, we did that at halftime. So uh, by no means is that performance on Warren Craval on Warren Craval. So uh, again, he'll he'll turn around and bounce back and. Uh, I'll be back part of the group uh, going forward next week. But it's just a, a tactical move that we needed a, an offensive guy on the field, and, and Warren is, is more a defensive-minded guy. 
And again, that's great coach speak, and, and I think there's some truth to that. Warren will absolutely continue to get on the field when needed. I wonder, however, if that decision, not that it's been made because I don't think it has been, if they're more leaning towards Roland, though, in future situations, as well as a guy like El Sino. Will we find out more tonight, you think? I think we will. Yeah, because I think that's, you know, I mean, it's you're looking at the U.S. Open Cup, so probably uh, Roland was going to be playing that game anyway, I'm guessing. You know, beforehand, that may have been predetermined. Right. He may have been considered at that point like a cup player, as they put it in soccer speak, okay? Uh, like, uh, yeah, I, I, like I, Walter Restrepo will likely be a U.S. Open exa- Cup type player. Exactly. But, you know, when I was thinking about that, the Lampard goal anyway, that was like that was a Lampard goal that he's been scoring his whole career, okay? Uh, the well, close, came off a Pirlo miss hit as well. Just kind of loose he's, change. He's made a career yep. of being in the right place for Chelsea at the right time. Yep. Not necessarily, but, but look, you have to be there. It's and like it a, was Richie a, Marquez keeping him onside as well. It was a lucky bounce. I mean, really, it was just kind of a lucky play, you know. Yep. But he was there. He made the play. He finished like a pro. Um, that's the class there. That's why Lampard has so many goals. Yep. Uh, remind me of the second goal. Of the of second I- goal. Well, in the meantime, it was um, it was David Villa catching Andre Blake so far off his line, launching it from midfield. It strikes the crossbar wow. flush. Wow. He had him beaten, but again, could not quite score. So that was goal number number one we talked about, and, and almost the goal for Villa there. Uh, Great attempt. See. Great attempt by Villa. World-class player making a world-class play. Yep. Head up, always looking to capitalize, right? You know, Blake would have looked bad, and then I but believe, that happens often, you know? Yeah. He missed He missed it. That was a pretty, you know, he could have won. He could have really looked bad if that got under the crossbar. That's okay. true. Because it was a great play. It was definitely a high-scoring opportunity yep. right there. And then the next yeah. one, I believe, was Pirlo. Uh, it was Jack Harris, and he got out on the break. Turns, plays back to Pirlo, and Pirlo buries it. He was the trailer on that play. So that was the second goal. That was before half. Right. And then. That hurt, wasn't it? That was, that was not late before half, was it? Yeah. Maybe 35th, 40th right, it wasn't, minute. Right, okay, right. But that hurt. You know, that goal before halftime always hurts. And look at the three guys that you just mentioned, you know. Hey, we're back. Sorry about that. It is pretty wild and crazy here at Villa Capri. It's a great crowd, Eric. It really is. I Bob's got to calm down. He keeps pulling the plug out. Yeah, there you with go. The, with his feet. Stop. Very funny. He's excited. He's been doing the Irish jig. I guess we know what team he's rooting for. Oh, oh Ireland yeah. almost put one in here. 21st minute header right off a corner, saved and pushed over the bar. Very, very close there. The moon's Eric, that one probably would have snuck party. under if not caught the bottom of the crossbar, if not for the save. But I'm sorry, as we that were. That sounds right. <laughs> I, I'm behind an umbrella here, oh, so I, I apologize. I see. So, yes. Sometimes I'm better off knowing the lead. My, my wife always puts me on a need to know basis. Okay? <laughs> so, that's probably a good, good way to go. So where were we? We were talking. We were talking about- I said, look at the three guys, the Holy Trinity of New York City that 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 scored the two and almost scored the third goal. Right? Well, and then David Villa did score the did third. Did score goal. the third. Actually, yes, the it was. It was right. the stars aligning, and that goal came in the 50th minute. So they're up three 0 at that point. Fabian Erbers is a guy that's come in and done a great job for the Union, though Eric on that front line. He draws a penalty. Just five minutes or so after they go down 3-0. So they need it to stay in the match. And then something really interesting happens. 
Sebastian Latou goes over and you know thinks he's going to take the penalty because he always does for this team, always has. Even after he left for Vancouver, he comes back, he's the guy that takes them. Roland Allberg picks the ball up, puts it on the spot immediately, and kind of shoes off Latou. Steps up, drills the penalty. How did Latou feel? I mean, prior, I guess prior to the goal score, how did Latou react to that? Yeah, I, it was tough to tell. And so that's why I asked Jim Curtin this question in the postgame. I, I wanted to know about this. And here's what he had to say. And you'll notice, standing up for his players and, and sort of not, not selling anything out. I don't know how much he knew or didn't know, but here's what he had to say. Jim, uh, Fabian goes down, whistle blows. Looked like Roland grabbed the ball and, and almost sort of shoot off Sebastian Latou before taking that penalty. Uh, did, did that come from the sideline, or was that something that just developed on the field? Yeah, I don't, I don't pick who takes PKs. It's a, I believe it's a, a field thing, so I let them sort it out. Uh, I didn't really see uh, exactly what, what you saw. Uh, so, again, uh, I'll have to talk to them, and I'm sure they'll give a, a clear-cut reason for, for what went on. Uh, bottom line is he scored, so there's never any issues after uh, after a goal goes in. So, uh, but yeah, I don't designate a guy prior to the game uh, just because I, you never know what it's going to be. The guy that you designate could be the guy that gets whacked and you know is, is feeling is injured, you know, for so for lack of a better word. So, uh, not a not a guy who, who going into the game says who's taking the PK. But uh, if there was a, an argument, it's in the past. And now we'll go right to Roland's comments on it as well. Uh, what conversation? After the penalty was called. Um, after the penalty, after the whistle. Yeah, the look, looked like you wanted it to. to yeah, it looked like you wanted yeah, to grab the course, ball. Yeah, of course, but uh, I, I just grabbed the ball and, 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 and put it on the, on the, on the, you know, on the, spot, yeah. Yeah, on the spot. And that's it. I don't have any conversation with anybody. So. But it, it's true. I grabbed the ball and, and I want to take the penalty. That's, that's, that's all. And, and I'll stress as well, you, you could kind of hear it in his voice, Eric. A big smile started to come over his face at the tail end there. That's true. I, I did right. grab it, and, uh, yeah, I wanted to take the penalty. So there is some kind of protocol there. I think there is. I and think I, that, I think he yeah. circumvented that protocol. Exactly. Because <laughs> I, think, I think Kurt may have hinted at that in, in the soundbite that you had because he said something like, well, if there was an argument, it was over. it's over now. Something to that effect. Yep. So maybe, yeah. But he seemed to laugh at it because it – He's a young guy. It sounds like he kind of knew that he maybe overstepped. Hey, nothing wrong with being overzealous. Absolutely. Although I'm sure, like, you know, 10 out of the 10 guys on the outfield players want to take the penalty. Game. Yeah, well, here's the thing, right? Yeah, everyone wants to take it. And I get that Latou isn't Cristiano Ronaldo by any stretch, but imagine a Portuguese player or someone from Real Madrid taking that ball from Cristiano and taking that penalty. I don't know how well that would have gone over. No. Again, no. he's not Cristiano. But it, it did, he was just the panel, did he make the he penalty? Did. So the disaster was averted. At least it that's was the, averted. That's the important. I guess that's the important part. So meanwhile, they get back in the game with that, right? That's exactly right. Back okay. to three-one, and they okay. found a way to three-two, and then a red card comes in the 85th minute. They're able to continue pressing forward, so they get that second goal. They're right in it. And Eric was very interesting because David Vila had opportunities to just run it to the corner, but the world-class player he is, he wants to score. Sends two balls wide that he probably should have finished, and it gave the Union more opportunities to go down and try to score the last one. And you heard Jim. He said it in our first soundbite, that's a penalty. You know, the right. ref swallowed the whistle. Not one to argue. Didn't deserve anything necessarily today as a team from a 
a result perspective, but it was indeed a penalty and they missed it. So uh, those were our comments from the Philadelphia Union. Eric, any thoughts? I mean, they play Chicago tonight at home, and then they play in the U.S. Open Cup next Wednesday. I would like to see... Oh, with, uh, a, with a game against Vancouver in between, right, by the way, I should right. say. I mean, I certainly would like to see the Union continue their home field dominance because we haven't seen this before historically with this team, you know. They're, they're playing well. I don't want this to become a losing streak. I think that they deserve to lose that game. I think that team was very talented in New York City FC. So I would like to see, you know, losing streaks are things that can build up very quickly. You know what I mean? I'd like to see them right to ship tonight, in the next couple of hours, actually. And how's Chicago this year? I didn't get a chance to review uh, what's going on. Yeah, Chicago, I mean, they're hanging in. Uh, I don't have the standings in front of me at this very moment, but certainly the Union, uh, an opportunity to go in there and, and, and really play well at home. They need to get back to it. You mentioned it. And I think that this match against Chicago will be very interesting. It's a team that, you know, they are struggling so far this year. Uh, it's a team that just a few years ago you felt had a much better chance to go win, but, but here they find themselves last place in the East. Not too far away from playoffs, however. I mean, they have played less games than anybody else in the Eastern Conference, and they sit only eight points out of fifth place. Do you know who their the coach final. is, by the way? Who's that? Chicago. I hope I have this right. Oh, boy. Is it Valko Portovich? Oh, is he coaching there I now? I know he, he was coaching. I, I could be wrong. I think that I'm not. But I, think, I, I, I think people knew so, that it was going to be a building process with yeah. this fire team. No, but that's it. He's, he's a good friend of the show. Always, always has been in touch from... You know, when he was at the Union and then after, so I'm glad yep. to see him. He is the coach. Yep, and that's yeah, right. So I, I wish him good luck after tomorrow or after today. Yeah, <laughs> okay? right. These two conferences, it as bad as we were kind of bringing it out at the uh, last time we were at the Iron Ivy talking about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I got you. But, you know, like I said, eight points out. Yes, they have games in hand, but eight points out of fifth at 11 points isn't fantastic either. Okay. But but is it the car? I mean, is, is the West that much better? I think it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you guys are disagreeing with me, but I think it is. Now, the Union are eight points away from what first place in the West would be. They're fourth in the Shield, as they were mm-hmm. at this time last week. But, yeah, I, I think the West is better. If, if you want my honest opinion on it, I do believe they're better. Well, it certainly has been historically, at least with regard to recent history. So, you know, there's no question about the last couple of years. Uh, with Kansas, Kansas City actually winning a couple of years back, that was a big deal. But the West is kind of dominated besides that, wouldn't you say? Well, Kansas you know, City is in the West, so yes. But they weren't. They were in the East, though. They moved. Didn't they move? Yeah, right. They transferred. Right. So there you go. That's probably unfortunate for the East. Okay. Right. Or maybe fortunate if you're the Union. But no, weren't when they won it, they were in the East, were they not? Yeah. What? Who they play? Salt Lake? I want to say L.A. In the okay. Yeah, because Salt Lake won once as well. They were the I home they, team. I think they played KC, maybe? Ah, now you're stretching me. We should know that. We'll have to look that up and get back to the folks on there that. There you go. But I, I know sure they're they, waiting they, with Bainted Breath. It was a home game in Kansas City. I remember that because it was when they switched to doing the doing it with the team with the, the, the best point total. Right. As opposed to, you know. Home Depot, uh, Field, and L.A., or, no matter what. Well, right, yeah, exactly. Is that where they did it every year before that? I don't know if it was every year or not. Right. Well, I think Simon Allen probably liked that for yeah, sure. Yeah, he know? certainly would. Yeah, but uh, I, I think that uh, 
So we'll see. I mean, the, the point is the union, you can't really ask for anything more. Obviously, with the draft and with Blake starting to come into his own, you can't, you can't argue about what they've been trying to do to build a team with the youth. Is that fair? That's very fair. Right. You know, and then you know, they bring in Ernie Stewart and they're bringing in some of the, I mean, look at the striking force that they have better than it's ever been. You know, I mean, you got guys coming off the bench. I mean, you got three or four guys that could score goals on a fairly regular basis. And I can't remember us ever having that situation before. Yep, it's, it's a know. very impressive team. It's a win that they need to get tonight, though. Need to take right. care of business against right. number 10, you know, the last team in the East here, the Chicago Fire. Very important win to get. And then they'll play Vancouver, the number five team in the West. That's on Saturday. Where's that game? That's at PPL or Talent Energy Once Stadium, again, as they I should sh- say. They should be able to, and I'm not even stretching my thoughts or being a homer on this. I think they should get at least four points out of six, okay? Yeah. I really do. I, I don't think that Chicago will be too much of a – they've been good. They'll win the game two to one. They'll, they'll play a strong defensive game. Vancouver, that's a wild card, but they're not playing well. I'm sure they're not playing well on the road right now. So if they're in fifth place, they're probably not a wonderful road team. Uh, out west, so we'll see. But the point is, if they get those four points, that would be satisfactory for you, wouldn't it? It would be. Okay. And two probably would not be. No, absolutely not. Because then you're looking at two points in three games, and that's a losing streak. Yep. Right? So, big difference getting that one win. That is. So, that's the union. They play tonight against Chicago. We'll be there for that. We'll be covering that. You can catch the game story on BobLongSports.com. And this is Vuvu Soccer live from Villa Capri, our favorite bar. What's on the buffet at the Union today, do you know? I don't know, Eric. Like potluck? It's not any better than what's right next to us here. We got some big ziti. We got some pizza. It's a beautiful day for soccer. And if it's not today, come on out real soon and join us at Villa Capri, Villa Capri in Doylestown, 51 West Court Street, the oldest pizzeria in Doylestown, and the best soccer pub in the Burbs, bar none. Eric, we'll take our break, come back on the other side, and talk a little bit more about this match. We are a little over 32 minutes into this match. Still scoreless between Italy and Ireland. Italy and Ireland here in the final part of the group stage in Euro 2016. And we'll talk some Copa as well on the other side. Robner, Allen Robner, Zimmerman, and Nash is a law firm specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, domestic relations, any other legal matter affecting individuals' rights and freedoms. Eric Nash, host of Vuvuzela, the World Soccer Show, is a named partner and has been helping injured individuals for nearly 22 years. Call 215-953-2720 for a free consultation. Most legal matters are handled on a percentage basis. Call 215-953-2720. That's 215-953-2720. The law firm of Rovner, Allen, Rovner, Zimmerman, and Nash. They get results. Elmark Signs and Graphics, your choice for custom signs and design, has been servicing the Philadelphia area for over 30 years. From illuminated signs to vehicle wraps, Elmark Signs is your choice for all your custom signs needs. Elmark delivers high-quality signs with a courteous, helpful, and experienced staff. Visit them at elmarksigns.com or give them a call at 610-692-0525. Again, that's elmarksigns.com. 610-692-0525. Go check out their website for some great examples of signs that Elmark has created and be sure to tell them that Bob Long Sports sent you. ElmarkSigns.com, your choice for custom signs and design. 
Hi, this is Rob Stott with Bob Long Sports. BLS is the official host of the pregame show for the Philadelphia Soul. Be sure to tune in before every home game for featured interviews with head coach Clint Dolzell and quarterback Dan Radabal, as well as player profiles. We even get the opportunity to speak with AFL Commissioner Scott Butera. Commissioner of the Arena Football League, Scott Butera on the line. You do a tremendous job. I, I, you know, all the you know, local broadcast teams, you know, by far, Philadelphia is the gold standard in our league. You know, I wish they all could be like that because you really understand our game. You promote it well. And so be sure to tune in 30 minutes before every home game and check at Bob Long Sports on Twitter for programming updates. This is Bob Long here, and you certainly know me from BLS, doing LaSalle College High School broadcasts, our weekly radio shows, and everything in between. However, during the 9 to 5, I am a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia area. If your business is looking for financing or any other type of assistance, you can reach me at 215-328-2578. That's 215-328-2578. I've had experience in the energy industry, healthcare, public finance, as well as in manufacturing and leasing. Bob Long, a commercial banker in the greater Philadelphia market, helping your businesses grow. Bob Long from Bob Long Sports here, and I want to tell you about the good folks over at City Year Philadelphia. Every day, the dedicated young adults at City Year make an impact in high-need schools in Philadelphia and in 26 other cities across the country by serving students who need extra help to stay on track to graduate. If you are ages 17 to 24 and are interested in serving as a tutor, role model, or mentor, check out the inspiring stories at hashtag MakeBetterHappen. City Year is currently accepting applicants for the next school year. And welcome back here to Vubu Soccer Live from Villa Capri. What an afternoon here as we are watching Euro 2016 Ireland against Italy still scoreless at nil-nil. 36 minutes and change into this match. And Eric, we'll take a side tour just for a few minutes from this match as we continue to go until halftime here. But USA against Argentina. I just want to ask, could you think this is one of those matches where the teams are just going through the motions? No, I think Ireland's really trying to push forward. You've seen them have increased possession. You've probably seen them have more chances. Italy probably is not playing their top rotation. I didn't see, actually, their starting lineup, unfortunately, going into this match. But Italy is already through. It would take a Herculean effort from Belgium to, to pass them. And You mentioned the draws are already in. Um, I, don't, I don't think that Italy is pressing forward any more than they have to. I think Ireland is. There's been a bit of a there's been a bit of a backlash to this new format. There's been a lot a lot of backlash actually. Positive but mostly that I've heard negative. And one of them is that these games so kind of uh they don't matter that much to a lot of one of the teams playing, you know. this third game, you know. I mean look I mean like I said before, so England where England comes in second in their group, and they play Spain, who may be the best team in the in the world, certainly in the European Championship. Whereas England comes in second and plays Iceland. We okay, right? Yeah. Order. We almost lost power there. Um, I don't know, man. Who would you rather play? So Italy, you're saying playing Spain. Italy's playing Spain. And England. Italy maybe. Italy maybe. Yeah, you had mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you misspoke the first time saying England getting Spain, but it's Italy, Spain, and England. Whom? 
Iceland. Iceland. Yes. So who, who would you want there? I would rather have Iceland. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think everyone would. Um, uh, it's interesting how that plays out, but I mean, it is what it is. You get drawn where you get drawn, right? You know? So you can't say there's any dirty pool going on because the way they draw, and they drew these groups so long ago, and who was going to play where on what day and what place. So, you know, it's beautiful, but it can be ugly if it's your team that gets the the short trip every once in a while. You know. Yep. You know, and I, I guess it goes thinking. You know, wow. I'm sure they're not bitching on Talk Sport right now that they're playing Iceland in the no. knockout stage. You know? No, I don't think so. Or, or, or maybe they want to play Spain. The build-up to you that know? Wales game right. was really unbelievable, though. And I know they had a big party here at Villa Capri for it. Hopefully some of the folks listening were there for that. But Talk Sport, the days leading up to Wales against England, was really, really interesting to see people calling from all over the island and, and all over the United Kingdom expressing their thoughts on this game, where their loyalties lie, how they feel about Roy Hodgson. I found that to be a really scintillating radio. It's interesting because, you know, you hear a lot about England. You certainly hear a little bit about Wales because you have a couple Welsh teams. You may sure. interrupt. We have Matt, the owner of Villa Capri here. Jimmy, Jimmy Cameron is on with us. Would you like to come on? There he is. All right, we're going to get Jimmy Cameron on. Hey, Jimmy. Jump in? Do you want to jump in? No. All right, we got to bring Matt on as well. So, we just, it just doubled since Jimmy came on. All right, Matt, so why don't, you, why don't you introduce our guest here? This is Jimmy Cameron from Archbishop Wood, a.k.a. What's your nickname? Do you even have a goal score? <laughs> He's a... B, B cubed alumni. Keep talking. Try something, Jimmy. Uh, I'm trying to get in there, and you I can't, can't hear it like swimwear. <laughs> roger, Roger. You should be able to hear yourself in there. Can uh, I hear? I turn my mic up, and believe me, I used to DJ. So Actually, if you, you know need what? Help up front, I can. Take so Jim, Jimmy was—he's an old friend, um, and I coached him way back at, at Bucks County Community College, and um, we're, we're at the bar discussing, uh, you know, the history of soccer and and why uh, U.S. soccer is at the place that it's in right now. And he's going so on and so on, blah, blah, blah. And I said, listen, Jimmy, hold your thoughts. Let's go outside and talk to the big boys and put it on the radio. And, and, go- and you know what? <laughs> Hello, podcast people, viewers, <laughs> listeners. So here we are live. And Jimmy Cameron's live. Believe me, Google me. Google me. Uh, all jokes aside, if you want to talk business and seriousness about United States soccer, as far as I'm concerned. Soccer gave me a lot, uh, along with other sports. I think that's probably the point I'm trying to make in this country. It's uh, not an argument, but probably uh, things that we have so much available as far as other sports, outlets. And uh, it is not, it's almost frowned upon as far as European teams looking at us, the United States, that is all we have is what we have, and it's not the best quote unquote athlete. And I believe, and I'm an athlete, Matt, Coach Matt, am I a fantastic athlete? Fantastic. <laughs> Was I not the best juggler in the world? Mind you, uh, great juggler. Villa Capri, come down. Yeah, we'll we'll do a demonstration yeah, here yeah, at half time in the streets. The and we'll see it. I got my uh, Reeboks on. <laughs> so. But no, to get to, to get to the point of a conversation, never an argument, is I believe 
that, especially this area, Bucks County, uh, you're surrounding Montgomery County, there is fantastic soccer. I mean, fantastic soccer. Fantastic soccer. But it seems once you get to a second level, it, people fizzle out. They play other, there's other interests. Sure. And that's, yep. and that's, that's normal, I, I believe. I also believe, and, and this is probably fact, if you're playing in these Americas, it's, it's sunny and hot all year long. It, you're playing that sport all year long. Right. And uh, we're disadvantaged to that. Not saying that we're, we don't have the best athletes in the world. No, just understood. That, yeah. You see it even within America, New England baseball versus Florida baseball. Oh, yeah. I mean, those guys play baseball all year round. It just can't happen in the north. You know, soccer's a little different because you play deeper into the winter. But right. you're right, different countries where they have those resources and that, that weather, that climate, there's no doubt about it. I mean, uh, baseball, uh, uh, now that we are talking in relation to Cuba, we have those – fantastic baseball players are from Cuba. I mean, these guys play it all year round. Yep. And they, they are, there's a lot of talent out there globally. Um, I'm Irish Catholic descent. Matt Menino, uh, ask him, I, I, Coach, wh- where are you from? Columbia? He's also a comedian. He's also the Italia over here. The Villa Capri and Doyle's time. Come on down. And don't think you're going to get the microphone because uh, Jimmy Cameron and uh, Coach Menino are on it right now. But uh, <laughs> You can have mine, though. You can take Bob's. Yeah, no. <laughs> we, we need you here. <laughs> no, but again, uh, to the point, uh, I think it's, it's, it's soccer has come. I don't know if it's going to be – I think it's at its peak. I don't know how – I mean, the whole uh, professional soccer league we have, you know, Philadelphia is a great thing. I've been down to the Union games a couple times. Sure. It's a great venue. But what, 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 what's out there talent-wise is literally, you know, played a little, junior, a little community college soccer. It's There's some great talent, maybe four or five guys on the, on, on sure. the field. Um, and there's some guys that play over, you know, European or some overseas stuff. Where does it go from there? I mean, uh, Yeah, but, that, Tim, you, you, you cannot measure the, the MLS to the other leagues – um, like the EPL leagues, um, you know, MLS doesn't equal American soccer. Uh, EPL does not equal English soccer. The point is, the, these other leagues now are com- composed of so many other ethnic players. And, and, and back in the day, yeah, you could say Serie A was the best league. Italian players are the best players. And they, they, they win World Cups. No, but Matt, back you, in the Matt day, you would say that. No, no. <laughs> well, you know, look at the, the shirt. If you look at an Italian World Cup jersey, they've got these four stars on them. And they're, they're, yeah. they signify. The last one was, what, 1994 with Roberto Baggio. <laughs> that's, a, that's not true. Uh, it was, I'll be honest with you. 2006. Well, I stopped yeah. me. Well, 94, I was in Seattle City. I don't remember much after that. <laughs> so the stars signify World Cups. So, you know, so now these leagues are, comp- they're comprised, <laughs> they have different, um, they're all, you know, all different play MLS. I mean, there's Spanish players, there's Colombian. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but the MLS, the MLS, so the, the MLS is not the American soccer. So that, my point is, it, it does still feel a little contrived to me though, Matt, when you have, you know, DP rules and you can only have 
this many international players. And as long as they still have a super draft, as long as I'm concerned, taking kids from college in America, and, and that's so sort of the extent of the draft, I think they will be a little bit constrained. I think they're moving towards what you're talking about. And, yes, it's not an American League anymore. They've added more DPs, but... I think they got to loosen the reins a little bit on that. Well, it comes down to literally, like everything else, is money and ownership. Uh, this league will never yes. exist unless you have these T.I. Henry's, these guys that are past their prime over there. It keeps us marketing here. I mean, I, I don't know between you and I or, or, or us who are conversating right now or who's listening to this live, but last night I'm watching. Yes, is it live? It is. Is it, is it, is it live? So I'm watching last <laughs> night the, the monstrosity of Argentina. I mean, that was clinical. It was hilarious from the get. Uh, uh, it's very sad. Hilarious. It was hilariously. I mean, it was over two minutes into the game. It was actually it was over to flip flip the coin. But um, no, what was I? Uh, I lost a little track here. Um, MLS. You were talking. Yeah, about MLS. How to move forward? Thierry Henry's of the world. Marketing. Yes. Marketing. Uh, it, it's not going to go anywhere as far as, like, the college draft. It, it, it's, if Matt's saying that it's not an American sport, Wait, yep. uh, well, then how can people take, you know, take it as, a, as it's their own? And I did what I was watching last night as the fans, and it's hilarious to me because – I, I was, and I still think I'm an athlete. At four, I'll be 41 July 9th. Anyone who's to Google me, uh, July, send me gifts. It's July 9th. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I'm looking at the stands. And I tell you, it had over 70,000, 70, 71,000 people there last night. It was fantastic. Uh, but, and all these American outlaws and all these, uh, yep. these sons of bands. Have you looked at any of these people in the stands <laughs> and, and what kind of shape these people are in? I mean... I mean, literally. I mean, yeah, if any of you folks are listening, we're not talking about you. I'll be honest. You're talking about I, the guy I, to your left. No, what I'm saying is, I'm saying is, uh, <laughs> I have a beer belly, but I mean, there's some serious, serious stuff going on. Athletic supporters. Hey, anybody else? Anybody else bothered a little bit by the Don Garber being interviewed at halftime? There, uh, is it me or is Don Garber like belong at the in the Copa America Centenario show? I don't know. I don't know. Kind of just drop me. a Centenario. He did. Cup, you got to drop a centenario when you can. In fact, it's <laughs> over now. We can't even do it anymore. Oh, I, I, I'm just wondering, like, why Don Garber? Like, Don Garber, here comes the face and voice of American soccer. I don't see him that way. I love how he, like, he puts the old uh, exclamation point when he's trying to pronunciate a, you know, a vowel that ends at the end of the name. That's <laughs> <laughs> not... Me, that's, an not, example. That's, not, that's not marketing very well uh, in the U.S. Would, and actually, so who, who would be the, the face of American soccer then? Guys? That would be me, Matt. So Jimmy Cameron. <laughs> I can get Jimmy my, Cameron I can get my teeth on the radio well, yeah. is the face of American soccer. <laughs> I got to get a tan, my teeth done, and uh, uh, I do hair. So I'm, I'm all right there. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. No, who would be the man? Who, so who, who is the face? Who, who, so who well, would you pick? Uh, who, who would you say be a better candidate for that spot. I'll tell you who I don't think were the face or the voice, and that was uh, J.P. Delacamera and Landon Donovan. Yeah, as soon I agree. as I heard those two, boom, I went soundless I, right away. Closed yeah. caption. Right that five seconds in. I just, couldn't agree more with just the, a thought. I I couldn't agree with more with the third party uh, candidate with Landon Donovan. You know, it's still not over the fact that he can't play. You know, he's like over that. He, he, the only thing he actually he said, 
hats off to Bradley. You know, he, he gave a lot of, like, you know, he was all about, like, eh, Bradley, you know. Uh, Landon Donovan, I mean, uh, probably a great player on, on just an average team for, for many, many, many years. And this, uh, I don't know. I, I, Dempsey, I tell you, Dempsey was the most pure goal scorer I've seen yep. in my lifetime. Sure. And again, I'm 41, women, but I, uh, ladies, if you're <laughs> out there listening, I'm usually 35. Uh, geez, that's funny. So, so Clint, right, he continues to do it. He's in the right spot at the right time, and he still has the quality to finish right. when he needs to. Uh, how do you feel or do you feel that the rest of the front line is lacking, whether that's Zardis, whether that's a young Bobby Wood, whether that's his, you know, is he the next guy in waiting? Uh, and even a Wondolowski, I have to say, I was very surprised to see Wondolowski starting last night. Thought... That it was, I didn't think that he and Zardis would both be up front with Dempsey. Now, did, just, he, did he foul Messi? At that he fouled a couple. He, so he, he fouls Messi. He got aggravated And early. then Messi Pulled basically the yellow, yeah. tells, uh, who's the goalie? What's the goalie's name for the U.S. again? Um, uh, oh, Brad Guzan. Yeah, yes. Guzan. Ba- basically, Messi, so. Who didn't come off his line, so basically, mind you, first Me- So he fouls Messi, and then, and then Messi tells Guzan where he's going to shoot the ball. Yeah, correct. He says, look, I'm going to put it right over. You stand right where I'm going to put it. <laughs> That's right. I'm gonna put the ball right over your right over your head. You don't even have to move. It was. It and was. Just stretch your arms out. And I'm gonna put it right over your fingertips inter- in the upper night. It really was. It was intramural <laughs> last night. I, I and it was like, you know exactly where this guy should not be or have the ball, which is not. What well, was interesting? Should be off the field. <laughs> he should have been off the field. He should have been. He should have been, been in the sons of Ben. <laughs> exactly right. So oh, you guys are rough. But you oh, can't even man. see over the guy or, Again, in the fifth row where you can't see the two over the two people. <laughs> Now he actually no. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he he maybe he should have been starting, but he should not have been way back where he was fouling Messi, and and then and then you know subjecting the team to a goal. And and the reason he fouled Messi because he was pulled a yellow after that. He He was was given a yellow. He was coming back. He was frustrated because the whole team was. Well, and actually, I I think that Messi was in a very dangerous spot where if he continued on, there wouldn't have been the numbers. He kind of just took him down by pulling his left arm across the chest and. You know, Guzan, if we're going to talk about Guzan for a second, didn't trust his wall. And I think there was some commentary about it during the game. But it was the first two minutes, two and a half minutes. They, they well, that, off his that, line. I well, mean, we can was, talk about that. I mean the Messi, I mean the Messi set piece specifically. Well, but, it, yes, well, look, he came off his line but didn't do so confidently. found his way into no man's land. Well, if anybody watches, and I hope Zidane does, watches Euro soccer, watches soccer outside the United States, he curls balls in those little tight pieces. Yep. Thirty yards and in. He doesn't go the other way. He doesn't go the outside of the foot. Right. He well, boots yeah. it almost inside the. It comes like this. Slices the ball. Yep. Inside the heel. It, it's low trajectory. And he played. He made a move like he was hitting a penalty shot. He made one move to the left, and that's a split second. It's, in the, it's behind you yeah. in the in upper ninety. Right. It was a great shot. It was a fantastic shot. What I'm saying could is have been, could, have, could, could have got a fingertip off if he didn't make a slight move left to right. He, uh, left to right. And he was doing that because he didn't trust it. If you trust that wall, you're setting that up so that you can't curl that around the wall and then inside that post. So well, you got to stay can. home. Well, hey, tight. Well, he can. And, and if you're not. And that's the challenge, I guess. Well, the challenge is that's a little, it's a little obnoxious if you don't believe that that guy can do that. No. The, like, in, the near post. What I'm saying is he went from left to right, not trusting his wall, and that left open the p- part of the net that he needed to cover. That's okay. what I'm saying. That I'm going to ask mistake. you a question. If you're 30 yards out, 
Yes, sir. On that you're, angle. You're right, though, Father. That's a great point. No, it is a good point. But if you're 30 yards out on that angle with that wall, yep. all right, I love how the, the commentating were saying he'll, most people, that's what they actually said. Most guys will put the outside of the leg on this ball and go yep. on the inside. Now. Absolutely. Right? That's where you want to go. Why? Why sure. I don't understand that because your walls all doing that. So you're taking all of your average out there. What can be beat is exactly that trajectory yep, I agree. where it can be beat. We're talking about a guy. If I can use an analogy in basketball, if if Steph Curry takes a hundred three point shots, I tell you right how he's how many he's making ninety five, ninety six. That guy makes those balls from that area in that little box all day, every day. With regardless of who's on that line, and if you're not protecting that, you know, then right. you look foolish there a little bit. Yep. I mean, that's that's the way I look at it. I mean, you got to you got to plan for the best situation that that guy's going to do, do to you, and that's it. Yep, I, I hear mean, you. Literally, especially on a direct, you know, free a free kick there. Would you agree, Matt? You know, I'm loving the Peroni patio here. <laughs> <laughs> I just woke up, Matt. I just woke up, Coach. Just stepped up a notch. Or, <laughs> I just woke up, Peronis Coach. Every, Mikey, speaking of Peronis, could, could you grab that picture of Peroni when you go in that first door on the left? It's in. It's unfortunately in a Yingling picture. Who puts Peronis in a Yingling? Wow, pitch? man! We got the Peroni uh, patio. Peroni rep is here. God bless her. She just brought it up another night. There notch. it is. It's all. Yeah, don't bring up that Yingling. Unless you're buying a Yingling yacht, I don't want to hear about Yingling. <laughs> it's Peroni time. Yingling well, is great, in Pennsylvania, great, so uh, it's great, not like we're going. Who thought the Italians could make a, a great beer. Uh, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> How much time do people have to listen here? <laughs> great beer. That's it's like asking. You the know Baptist. what? Hey, you know what, Jimmy? There's no show coming on after us. We're not up against the hours. Oh, so good. It's, it's it's your still time. a 24-hour piece. That's good. right. Yes, Believe sir. me, the biggest mistake in the world is Matt Coach Matt put me in this chair. <laughs> He's talking my ear off. I'm like, listen. I'm, I'm trying to watch Italy take over Ireland. Oh, yeah. which are not. He wants to change let's American. The, let's, he wants to change American soccer in, in a five-minute conversation. Uh, uh, yes, I'm like, he does. I'm like, easy, my friend. Listen, I, I, I have. Just I would have. I would have. I would have taken it. I would have taken it for Bucks County Thank Community you. College Soccer. I would have taken it for Bucks County Community College Soccer to God knows where. But the problem was, I didn't go to class, and that was it. I tried to come back the next year. And somebody said, you're, only, you're about 55 credits shy to play the next year. I'm like, oh, I'm out of here. <laughs> Off the <to> tennis. <laughs> oh, you man. were 55 credits shy. And, and, the te- and the team was 600. Which made I was credits. five credits shy. Actually, that would make 60 credits, 65 credits shy of graduating with an associate's degree. I was there for, I was like uh, Animal House. I was there. I was like Jim Belushi. That's right. I was there for like 18 years. Yes, sir. And uh, Tommy Boy, you know. Yeah, a lot, hey, a lot of people go to school for seven years. Yeah, they're called maybe doctors. That's the problem with America. Soccer. I've been, I've been maybe, thinking about maybe, going maybe, back, maybe, and I, I called this. The best enough. players can't graduate from college. Hey, well, listen. And, and they, they don't have an outlet. Well, that's actually another discussion is right. do, do you leave college at 21, 22 years old, 23 even if you redshirt? Is that Soccer? too late? Yes. To play who, too for late. who? The LA Galaxy for what? Thirty-five thousand dollars. I'll well, work that's, here. That's what I. Matt, <laughs> are you hiring? I'll work. Here. I'll do a juggling clinic back back here for another fifteen dollars. But that's hour. what I'm saying. I mean, from a getting getting these people to an international, these these quality American players to 
international play yeah, to represent the United States is, is the college system, while it's great for preparing them for, for life and jobs and careers, for the top of the top, the elite, uh, is college the wrong way to go? Well, Matt, to... you're probably asking the wrong question. Uh, me. You're so, asked Matt, so I, I'd love to. So going back to our original discussion, Jimmy and I are talking, you know, American soccer, you know, is it the schools, is it the, the, the colleges that are going to improve these players? Is it the coaching, the travel teams, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> My take is this, and I, I think I've said it in a previous interview. You ever had a previous interview? Oh yeah, we, we do this all the time. Sorry, we, we, sorry we didn't invite you. I, last I, I time, think Jimmy. what we so what we did what we did here today, <laughs> and we ca- kind of gave a, a small demonstration on it with Neil Smart in his soccer camp. He's a great friend and play, ex player. We played together, and we set up, we barricaded, we have the road closed off here in town, so that kids can go out on the streets and play, and it's it's an example of, you know, what would make great. American soccer players. When you see these kids, they just, you know, rather than pick up a basketball playing out in their, their driveway or, or a football playing out in the backyard, doesn't matter what kind of surface they're playing on, as long as there's a ball, they're playing. And yep. you just don't see that right now in the U.S. It's very, yeah, there's great numbers in organized, you know, in rural sports, it's great. But a lot of these coaches are. You know, when these kids are sitting there waiting for a demonstration and the coaches are sitting there, a lot of that is instructional, and, and it's not true play when you're out in the street. And as soon as that ball's on your foot, you're actually playing, and then, you know, it, it's it's multiplied. We when can you're agree. There. We can agree to disagree, but we can agree that there is always camps. There's in every, camps. In, but, in every sport. No, in every, I'm saying in every sport, right, to make everybody better. Right. I feel like today it's – I don't uh, – Never married, no kids. So I, I'm, I have a point to a certain point, if you feel me. But I have nephews and nieces. I, my sister played St. George University soccer and then walked on the lacrosse team. I mean, we came from some athletes there. Yep. And, my, listen, my sister's kids are seven to two. All right? And the oldest one, he's, they picked, my sister picked him up uh, and her friend, and the kids come over to my dad's pool. Um, for baseball camp, he's totally disinterested in. I mean, he's just there. He's one of the tallest kids in the class at his age. Right. But you know, and he hits the ball. But he, he, he's just about friends and Star Wars. I mean, these kids. But to make well, the other side, all of the, the point, kids. Yeah. What I'm saying is the other side of the point is there's a lot of parents on the other side that just want to. What What is right? What's wrong? I mean, I have people. Uh, put. Here's the point. I'm trying to make. I went to my my uh, Matthew, my nephew's uh, game. It's a seven-year-old baseball game. It was the last game of the year, and uh, you know everybody wins a trophy. Both teams. I mean, everybody's got to be feeling good. The two, three coaches, their kids, whether we're this big, you know, three, three feet or this big, okay. they all knew the game 15 times more than the other majority, which is about 15 percent of the. You could tell who's pushing as far as coach-wise. Okay. Father-wise. You know, I, I, my, right. in, in, in my so experiences. Oh, my, my, my bring experience, the point home. Yeah. My, my point is, my experience is later in life, there a lot of kids get burned out. Get burned out way too early. You got to let these kids grow up and learn what they like. Sure. But always introducing everything. All, all sports, along with other activities. The times are changing. You know what I mean? It's great to introduce them to them and, and to get yeah. them signed up. And you pay the fees and you, you register them for camps. But 
these kids in Europe, in Italy, Brazil, Germany, Spain, they're not, they're, not, they're, not learning, they're not learning out on the street. They're in, in the intramural. They're learning. That's the gravy. They're really learning when they're playing out on the street and they're doing things on the fly and they're, you know, trying to imitating moves. what they see and they're making their own rules and they're changing the game a little bit. They're really growing within that sport. Yeah. Trying back heels, trying hand whatever. Volleys, and trying, there's nobody yeah. telling them this is how you do it. It's it's all creative and that's that's where the growth happens. And then when you go to a camp, you know, you go to a, 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 a great coach or a good coach. He teaches you. He says, "All right, I believe there's, you take that." I believe there's they, less pressure for those kids over there. I, they just there's no, being kids, and when they and that's their national sport, and that's these, what they play. That's these kids they are they, they've had so many repetitions on the ball before they've gone into a camp or any anything right. structured. Right. Sure. They've got they have that that stuff that they're trying to teach them now, and they get them wrong. That's already they're already past that. Well, if that wasn't if that was not shown last night against United States Argentina, <laughs> that was exactly to prove Matt's point. And their best their best goal scorer, which whom I don't follow, I can't even pronounce his name pronounce his name on Argentina. He didn't even get off the bench last night. He's he has oh, more right. goals per no, yeah. per minute. He didn't even get off the bench. That's how loaded. Yeah, they're, they're loaded, and they're they loaded. play great soccer. I mean, it's. And Beautiful who, they to who are they playing? Did we see that earlier? Or is they're playing the winner of Chile and Chile and Colombia. Colombia. Yep, that's who they'll play. Colombia's come on over the last decade or so. Very much so. Yep. You know, top five team in the world. Yep. It'll be very, very interesting to see how that goes. But Matt, uh, you've thrown a great party here today. Uh, we got a lot of folks. Oh, listen, don't, you're not pushing us off the mic. I'm, you know, I'm here to stay, man. I understand that. I just want to say how great a party he's thrown. <laughs> Thank I'm you, kidding, man. We, we, we love having you here. Uh, that's great, man. This yeah. is uh, Very cool starting stuff. off the uh, second half here. Ireland, Italy. Uh, oh, it's going to happen. I'll tell, you what's, beer, gonna, I'll great... tell you what's going to happen here. Ireland's obviously been out playing them, controlling the midfield, uh, like everybody plays Italy. Well, and, and again, then Italy's going to droop some. No, they're going to get like some crap call, right? Outside the box. They... I'm gonna direct the, they're going to win a direct kick or a corner. One nothing with like ten minutes left. That that's what they do. Yeah. Now, that's, is there any difference here? Like, let's say from a starting lineup perspective, did they start less guys because they're already through, and are almost assured the the number one spot in their group? You know, I, I, you know, that's a good question. I think I Italy has yes, and and that's even sometimes more dangerous because these these guys coming Imagine in. Imagine they're bench, playing for more pride than no. Well, you got guys coming off the bench. They they have Trying more to prove. To prove. They they're yeah. you know it, look. This is like anything else. It's very competitive. So you you look at Scalacci back in the day, same thing happened. I mean, he, they were a team that was on the fence, or they were actually I think ahead in, in the in the in the in the bracket. And he's a bench player coming off. He scores a goal. Next thing you know, he's your starter, and he's like the MVP of the tournament. And this is going back right. when I think Italy won it back in not, maybe, maybe it was the year you said '94, Jimmy. When, yeah, that's, uh, well, that's the last time that's, Ireland beat him. So, so, yeah, they, so you got to be they, careful. They the bench we're players the sometimes have a little more more at stake than these uh, starters because, you know, that a lot of times these starters are, you know, they're also being played in other teams and other leagues. Why do they yep. have to be so good looking? That's the problem, Bob. Right? I mean, that's that. that <laughs> Is that the one? I, that's the problem. I mean, I take my shirt off and there's melanoma sirens running off here. These guys are like, you know, <laughs> showing sixteen packs. I got problems at all. I get positive times. <laughs> Yeah, maybe you used uh, to have. Uh, did you used uh, to have the six pack and it became the I keg? I did, I did. Became the keg after yes. a while? Yes, right, quarter thank keg. You. Yeah, uh, keep it a quarter keg. There you go. <laughs> All right. uh, that's great. So, are you still playing now? Are you doing anything uh, in the soccer community, nah, Jimmy? Nah, I wish I was. 
Well, you're a hoot. Yeah. It's great to have you on. We appreciate it. No, anytime, my man. I appreciate it, too. Thanks We're going to go back around. in. I'm going to see if I can. Uh, I'll ask a few other guys if they'd love to come up and yeah. talk about what's going to make American soccer. And make sure uh, they speak English. It's going to so make American like, soccer great again. Great again. Um, <laughs> or just say great. I mean, we. you know, it's going. It's 40 years away, I think. 40. On this note, if... Uh, who's, how many people out there listening to me? Is it, is it gained since I've been talking? Thousands. Good for you. Thousands. And, and, you know, Gamonino was uh, an inspiration to me uh, at like 21. No, no joke, Bob. Why are you laughing? <laughs> we're not in cubicles here. No, I no. Like hey. so, <laughs> no, he was an inspiration. No, I, I, not in no, cubicles. No, I, I, played, I played some soccer. He got me in some great shape. And uh, I started feeling some, some really good things when I started playing a little soccer. We had a horrible <laughs> team. But... Uh, <laughs> No, he I, he was all American at the Temple, and I, I watched how he could play, juggle, control the ball, um, and that was. Uh, and so I tell him all, well, all, our, our, I tell team, him all the time. Our our team at the time was is very much like uh, you. It didn't matter who was a band who, who was who was coaching this team. We were still going to be. <laughs> we still had the lowest GPA in the league. <laughs> and, we were talking and, about. We would have been, still been hit the bottom of the bracket. Uh, it was yeah, just Matt, because it's just the way it was. Matt was it's Matt, like not, not, to, not to, and not to That's throw okay. U.S. soccer under the bus and, and like Klinsman. You know, you could say all you want. I'm about trying Klinsman. to make it serious, and he's just crapping on the whole thing. It's amazing. No wonder I failed 50, 55 subjects after that. I don't want to play for but, that guy anymore. You know, don't throw Klinsman the- under the bus. Look, if, if U.S. soccer wants to get better, going back to our original. Don't call Matt Menino. Come out over here, Villa Capri, right now, play yeah. out on the street. No, that's a fact. Yeah, it, it's a fact. Neil Smart's out there. I'll be honest with you. Have a Peroni beer. If you can, if you can play soccer fa- and have a beer on top of it, make, it'll make it that Unfortunately, much Unfortunately, with these podcasts, you, can you camera me? Because I can ju- I'll keep the ball up in here for about an hour and a half. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. We might be able to take a video. Yeah, well, we're moving down right. Thank we'll you. Do I'm going to check out. <laughs> I'm going to go out. back to. <laughs> Oh, That's man. what, man. That was you, dude. Jimmy Cameron. I got plenty plenty of Peronis coming, too. Very good. Thanks, boys. We appreciate it. That's Jimmy Cameron. That was great to have Jimmy Cameron, Matt Menino on. They're pretty funny guys, are they not? Yeah, they're pretty funny. <laughs> they 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 were Cameron uh, is something else. Yeah, they were they were definitely funny. Uh, yeah, Matt Matt like well Matt really set up a wonderful wonderful shop here, and then we we love being on the Peroni patio. <laughs> it is the Peroni patio is wonderful. You know, and I'm drinking my Peroni beer, so it's all good. And I'm guessing that's not really his per, uh, Peroni rep, is it? I think he was playing with us. Yeah, I think he's bit. playing with us. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I wonder who that is. I don't know who that is now. <laughs> it's a mystery right there. Yeah. So, so any, we got so some anyway. great folks walking around here today. It's a wonderful atmosphere, like we said. We're out here on the patio. Can I Below just, us I, is the German beer garden. Inside is the English portion of it. But really, it's an intermingling of of just about every type of soccer fan imaginable, and we want right. you guys to be a part of it. Come Very on few down. Germans down in the beer garden, but plenty of beer, as I can see. That's it's right, yes. Um, I, I, you know, when you guys were talking about U.S. soccer, you know, I don't think there's any problem with it at all, Bob, is it me? I think they did really well in this tournament. They're totally outsiders. When the semifinals came, came through, I said to you, Bob, you know, one of these things is not like the other. That was the U.S. team against the other three teams that were still alive in that semifinal. They did as well as could be expected. What they go three and three for the tournament, you know? Um, I, I 
I, I, I don't think there's anything wrong. I think they played like. What do you mean three and three for the tournament? They, they were two and one in the group, and then they were one and they so were three and two. Were they three and two? No, yeah. they lost. Yeah, sorry, three and two. They can be three and three because they still have one more game. By the way, yes, that's so true. So they'll be playing in the the, the Saturday. Chile and Colombia, which is not going to be easy. No, no, it won't be. But what I'm saying is they'll be playing on the next to last day of the tournament, you know. And I think that's terrific. I think they did better than Mexico. They did better than Costa Rica. Yep. They did better than Haiti. They did better than, uh, who helped me here, Brazil. How about Brazil? Right. Okay. Uh, I think I think it was a Royce and the biggest crowds ever in Copa America history. Yep. So, I better mean, than I, Costa Rica, who did well in the World Cup last year. No, but I mean, the, the crowds were the biggest ever. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, that was documented. And that was even before the finals, you know, before the, the yep. final two games. Yeah. Final three games, actually. So I think it was a great success. I, I, I had a good time watching it. I thought I thought America did themselves proud, don't you, Bob? I mean, when you look at the whole picture. Very much so. Do you, you're, not, you're not calling for, for Klinsman's head at this no, point, No, I never you? have been, personally. No, but are you or should? That would be wrong, I think. That would be very wrong. Okay, thank you. Yep, I do think he's doing great things at the lower levels, even though... Greg Green, who we had on our last show, did not agree with it. I think you'll see. I think you'll see it in a little bit. It takes a while to show itself, and I think that the right things are being done with American soccer, and I think there's growing momentum behind it. Klinsman's been a big reason why. Would it be fair to say that the South American region? I, I always forget what they call that. Not Concacaf, but something similar to oh, that. Okay. Conagra, something. You know what I mean? Uh, it was fair to say that's probably the second best region in the world. The second best league, for lack of a better term, federation. Federation, you know, yeah. group group uh, of federations. Yes, I'd agree with that. And they made it to the semifinals of a 16-team tournament with all 10 teams from that gr- from that federation. Yep. And. And let's face it, Mexico and the U.S. and some really big outsiders there. Yep, Costa you know? Rica. I mean, they didn't play Canada and Guam and places like that. You know what I mean? They played serious. There were serious teams in that in that in that uh, competition. Right. And they they did well. They didn't. And and I I had a feeling that it wasn't going to go well for them. Looking at the Colombian game that we watched. Yeah, you together. didn't think they were going to make yeah. it out of the group. Well, it's after that first game, it was kind of hard. To figure that if the competition, I didn't realize how good Colombia was. I don't think because it was the first game out of the shoot, literally the first game out of the shoot for that tournament. I, I'm, yeah, I'm surprised they they made it so easily. I'm surprised they won the group. Okay, and I think that was a big thing. Then they won a knockout game, and then they lost a the game that they were, you know, plus four hundred four to one uh, betting to, if they wanted. So it would have been a huge huge upset. If right. they won that game in regulation. Yep. So I, I think they got exactly where they should have or could have hoped to get. Now, okay. maybe if they played maybe if they played Chile and so you had an off game or something and the groups were a little different, maybe they could have got to the final. But not with Argentina standing in their way. Not this year. No. Not with Messi at the, the top of his magic and his force right now. I don't see that. I'm with you. I agree. Generally, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think you and I agree on one thing, though. We always kind of try to look at the the bright side and and the real side, not the ugly emotional side of it. You know, the quick emotional side. I think that they did well. And and the the tournament was a big success. It can only help soccer. I can only imagine what a win in this tournament may have done for the world view of American soccer. But, you know. That, it wasn't time for that yet. 
it would it would it would have if it would have happened it would have been luck. It would have been a lucky that they would have beat Argentina and then went on to win the last game. It would have been amazing, but it would have been like the U.S. hockey in 1980. You know, it's sure. like totally out of nowhere. You know. I agree. Yeah. No, I completely agree. But you know, it's a starting point. It's somewhere to move forward from for this American soccer team and this U.S. men's national team and the U.S. soccer federation in general, right? Each of these times they do something new, it's a new starting point. It's a new success. It's a new way to start moving forward. And I think Jurgen Klinsmann is going to be the guy at the helm for a significant period of time. And it's just, I think it's something to be happy with right. at this point in time. And I guess at this point, Eric, is there anything else you wanted to cover here from Villa Capri today? Well, I guess if you want to look at the, just to, to close it up on the Copa America, I, if you look at how difficult a tournament is, it's just all you have to do is look to our neighbors to the south, okay? Look at Mexico, okay? Look at teams that haven't lost for a year. That were playing in California in front of a 90,000-strong home crowd, basically, and got smoked 7-0. To Chile, yep. not exactly a world power. Well, they although are they are actually, the South America champions, they're very good. Yes, they're very good, but they're not Brazil. They're not historically. They're not. They are the South America champ. So you can't take that away from them. Yep. You know, they're they're the uh, the reigning champions. But I think that the, to them that was a disastrous tournament. Sure. Okay, because I think they really thought that they were going to win the tournament, and I'm sure the odds makers had. Although you know, I didn't America, get that personally. You don't think the Mexicans thought they were going to win? No, I, 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 I saw a lot of people picking them to win the whole thing. I didn't understand it. Oh, okay. A lot well, of outsiders picking them to win right. the whole thing. Oh. I, I just I didn't see it. Didn't get it at all. Do you think, I mean, a lot of the picking, if you really looked at the teams, it seems like Argentina, I mean, it seems that three teams that are left right now are the best teams. Are better than the two teams that just got the Mexico and the U.S., okay? Completely. And not much of a question there. No Mexico really it. wasn't playing that well. They right. really weren't. They've got some really good players, but you know you're talking Again, about you Messi against Chicharito. I yeah. mean, come on, they're you not the same. Not guy. losing for a year. There was a time right before that streak started where they hadn't seemed to win anything in forever either. So, you <laughs> right. know, I, I think that's way too much eggs to put in the team's basket. That is good, but not great. I guess that's the way I'd put it. Good, but not great. But what if I? Well, we're leaving the show. What I want people to take away that are listening is how awesome is rooting for your country in a huge tournament like this. And it wasn't the World Cup, but it was pretty darn close, okay? It was a huge tournament with most of the big world players on the stage, okay? Yep. And we belong. We belong. If you put the top 25 teams in the world in a tournament, the U.S. should probably be in there. And that's not too far from being where Argentina and Brazil and Germany are right now. And, you know, not too far behind England. And I'm, I know we're moving along there. So thank you very kindly for everything. Thank you, Matt. Wonderful to be on the Peroni patio with you. Did I say it right this time or did I mess it up again? Um, great time. and we need Commit to, to it. F- Commit we, to it. We, we, I, I, you don't need to say it and then ask me. Commit to it. Take the us Peroni out. patio? Take us out. I want you to take us out today. I'm gonna, okay, I'm going to take us out and say thank you, good night, and good soccer. Oh, we should have a pick for tonight, though. Bring it on. Let's do it. I, I mean, wow. Wow. That's tough. I got a good chili. I got a good chili, man. I How could I bet? How could I, after they demolished Mexico. Okay. Who, thank goodness, I was, I'm not betting anymore because I w- would have yeah, right. bet Mexico. At home, I thought that was like a fait accompli right there. So, so I'm going to take the union. <laughs> the union? Oh, you want to pick, pick that? You know I'm what? I don't kidding. know enough against Chicago. And I don't want to bet against Ponovic, okay? So there I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick the Union 
two draw tonight. Okay, go. I got I'm two, gonna get I got two nil Union. I got one one Colombia and Chile, and I think Colombia wins in penalties. Colombia's good. <laughs> number three team in the country. That's not the world, exactly as it were. I meant. I'm sorry. The world, right? And Argentina's number one. Yeah. What is Chile? Seven? I don't know. I bet you they're right there. They probably are. So look what's left. They were then, what? Yeah. By the top, I think they were top 15 or so when the yeah. World Cup was around two years ago. Yeah. And that's not even talking about Brazil, who usually would be at the end of this right. tournament, okay? Yeah. And that was, you know, so it was good stuff. It's good soccer. We look for, I look forward to talking about the later rounds of this with you, Bob, on Vuvu, and also the Olympics. You have a score? Can you take us out with a square? Uh, nil, nil in this game. Yeah. Just want to let the folks know that we're live at Villa Capri. And, hey, this is great timing, Eric. We were about to sign off, but we have a new guest coming on. We always Why have time not? for a new guest. We always do. This is our guy here, Neil Smart. Wow. See, I'm glad you were taking so long to take us out because we're going to... We're going to do one more segment here before we get out of here. Neil Smart. Neil there's a Smart method to the my man, man, There's the a method to my legend. madness, Bob. Here he is. <laughs> Neil, Neil Smart of SmartSoccer.com runs some great camps officially and also unofficially. You know, down on the street here. Yeah, he ran off. a camp in the middle of the alley here. He's like an alley cat camp. Yes, sir. How you doing today, Neil? All is well, I don't know if... Doing this right, is it? You're doing it right. Doing You're it on. Right, yeah. Back and better another. How are you doing? All is well, gents. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, we had the kids kicking the ball around before this game. So uh, anything to generate an atmosphere, as you well know. Absolutely. You know? It's yeah. a great atmosphere here today. Wow. Fantastic. Uh, it's on been... the Peroni Pavilion. No, I got I that like wrong. The patio. The Peroni <laughs> patio. As long as, you, as long as there's an allit alliteration there. I know. I talk, That's I, right. I'm yeah. caught in the alliteration, my friend. <laughs> I told, there's too I, many Ps, you know. <laughs> Matt was saying before earlier, Neil, that... Uh, that there was some Peroni in the, the Yingling picture that's no longer with us. But I'm like, listen, you don't need to talk about yeah Unless you're buying a Yingling yacht, I don't need to hear about Yingling. Let's have the Peroni on the patio. And you're happy with that. That's good. That's too, right. many, too many peers there. I'm peeing yeah. all over myself. <laughs> so okay. you must be enjoying this uh, festival of football, quote-unquote, oh. with the Copa and with the Euros. I mean, does it get any better, really? It's been wonderful. Other than a World Cup year, of course, you know? I, I want to ask you that I know that this is not... No, necessarily in your wheelhouse, but I want to ask you about the match last night, the Argentina-U.S., because I wasn't surprised at all. I saw the odds. I knew what we were up against. Right, right. But I was a little disappointed that we couldn't really seem to get very much in the way of possession. That hurt because they, they kind of schooled us a little bit. But okay. I don't think it was any worse than what Mexico had done to them to ch with Chile, <laughs> you know. And, uh, there's always yeah. there's always somebody worse off, and you're right, right about right. that. Yeah, right. but uh, now it was to be fair. If we're fair, it was pretty one-sided uh, from start to finish. Argentina totally controlled that. I actually there was a part of me was did think the USA had put up a bit of a better fight on that, but no, it was wasn't yeah. just a messy show. I mean, they they are just a team. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just a team. Yeah. So. Uh, it, it, let, let's just call it a comprehensive defeat, you know, and it was. <laughs> it was a comprehensive defeat. But I don't think, I'd agree I don't with that. think <laughs> the tournament, I don't believe at all, we talked about this earlier, Neil, that I don't believe the tournament was a failure. I think it was a real success for the U.S. Well, of course it was. In my opinion. Yeah, of course yeah. it was. I mean, uh, would, you, would, would you have took the semis before it started? I'm sure you would. Heck yes. Yeah. But, um, Eric would have taken him getting out of the group. He didn't after think that first gonna, game we were here. I, he did I not think they were getting out of the did group. Did anybody really feel that they were? I did. Yeah, 
Yeah. Really? He shakes his head at me. I said they were getting he out of the group. He probably did. I, I was not happy with that match. I thought if this is good, I, th I, I thought Costa Rica was going to be tough for them. I, yeah. I, I, was gonna, I yeah, expected yeah. that to be a much tougher yeah. game than the 4-0 drubbing that it was. I mean, for as much as USA got drubbed by Argentina, the USA drubbed Costa yes. Rica. And, and that showed a bit of character, losing the opening game and bouncing back. Because, you know, I agree. In, in the, not always saying in the past that would have happened. So for them to... To, and, and they were, if I recollect correctly, they were a little unlucky. I mean, they could have got a draw in the first game, really, I thought. But uh, no, they lost it, you think, or they're possibly on their way out. But um, uh, that showed a lot of character, bouncing back. And um, But you say you come up against an Argentina team like that, I don't know that too many teams could have put, you know, the Argentina just, they were slick, quick, uh, creative. Uh, you know, possessed the ball what, with purpose. I would say it wasn't just sideways, backwards. They really were, you know, uh, just possessing the ball so well, creating they really were. multiple chances. I mean, yeah, USA were uh, a bit overwhelmed, I think. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And it doesn't help going down one one nil four minutes into the match either. No, I mean, no. that was no. unfortunately that couldn't happen. All I know is I said this. I'm gonna. I I, I turn it on. I hear JP Delacabra, right? Yeah. And, and, and and landed Donovan, and I went to close caption like right away. I I, I don't know what it is. I can't deal with listening to this. Uh, Landon okay. Well then, hold on. So you went to close captioning. So you're fine with what they're saying. You just don't like their voices. Well, or is it what they're saying as well? Well, was, I think you have the option of turning away, do you, when you're on you close caption? You know, it's, a good, it's <laughs> a good point. I, I I didn't have a choice to listen to it on radio. I don't think with some other announcers. Yeah, it's tough to sync so. up. Even if you had the option, I could have went. You know, with that tournament, I probably could have went with the Spanish broadcasters. I didn't think of that. I probably could have found sure. that. Could have went to Air, Air Argentina or something. You know. Well, but, um, Neil, I, I want to ask you about England as well. Yeah, in yeah. Euros here, they were second in their their group. Oh, thank you so much. We have our Peroni oh, rep. Thank you. Getting us all fresh ones. Oh, here. very pleasant. Wonderful. Thank you, very much. Thank yes. you so much. Yeah. Wait, is that really the Peroni so. rep? It is. Oh, oh, wow. You come and she, talk on Vuvu Radio, you get free beer. There's no coincidence there, Matt, is there? She brings free stuff and eh? kids. She does. <laughs> Listen, man, I'm not going to say we're important, but... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's great. So, so, England. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, frustration uh, to a degree. I mean, we've controlled every game. Um, you know, the, the Russia was a bit of a heartbreaker, you know, sort of last... Last touch of the game, they equalised. We did the same to Wales, though, to be fair, to balance it out. Right. Sure. And, and overall, sure. you know, you got to give Wales credit. I wow. mean, hey, they win two games. They deserve to be top of the group. Yeah. They have the best player in Europe on their team. Uh, yeah, arguably. But, Pretty you know, close, yeah. I'm not going to sit here and compliment yeah. a Welsh player that much. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I see, where, I see your point to a degree there. But, no, you know, we're just happy. We're in the knockout That's stages. That's my point, right there. Uh, yeah, we're in the knockout stages, and, you know, up until Iceland scored with the last kick of the game, we were playing Portugal. So, no disrespect to Iceland, but I definitely, yep. you know, prefer not to play Portugal this early, this early. Wait you know? a minute. How, how, okay, Spain, Italy's playing Spain the first round, Oh right? yeah, have that correct? They won their group. Massive day yeah. Monday. So Monday, it's Massive. a big day. It's Italy, Spain at 12, and correct. then at 3, we kick off with the England... Iceland. Iceland yeah. game. So yeah. it's a great day. We've got to promote it. 
get everybody out here. Yeah, but massive. Great, I mean, this doesn't happen too often, so yeah, let's have a great time. So it's great that Italy and Spain is a curtain raiser to England and Iceland. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it just shows you that sometimes, you know, I'm sure you listen to Talk Sport, they were bitching the motor for the last two weeks. So all I can say is that's a pretty good luck in the draw right there. Like I say, yeah. listen, Eric, until... Iceland knocked that goal in at the end. We were playing Portugal, you know. Right, yeah. there you go. Right. Sure. Right. So, I mean, anything can happen, but, uh, you know, it's I'll take that in the last 16, but it, it's, it's a tough draw. We're in the same half as France, and I believe we're in the same half as Germany. If I mean, so there's sure. no easy, you know, you, you win it, you've got you've to play the teams to win it. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, yeah. the other side, maybe not quite as stacked, but there's... Uh, <laughs> There's some great teams on the other side of that bracket, yeah, too. Right. How about the way Poland's played so far? That's very impressive. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I always feel Poland will, will give anybody a game. You know, yeah. they never... I mean, you're right. Uh, they were in the, what, with the Ukraine group and, and um, obviously held Germany. Um, but, you know, I always feel... You know, Poland brought my heart many, many years ago. They, I'm they not know? even going to say the year. But they knocked England out of a World Cup many moons ago. I was a little lad, and I cried that night. So That's Poland, when it hurts the most. Oh, man. man you know, oh. I, was, I was probably younger than this, this fella here. Oh. And I remember Poland knocking England out of the World Cup. And uh, So ever since then, you know, when Poland get beat, I, I don't cry too much because of that sure. uh, memory. But yes. no, like they're another team, uh, another team, Bob, that could... You never know. In the, you know Greece won it. You know, any, anybody could can win a tournament like that you know but, right um obviously you get the favorites and but the reason we play the game is it's never a foregone conclusion is it how do you like no. you know how do you like the uh, new format that they're using this year because there's it, been a lot of talk both ways you know it's it. almost difficult to get eliminated which i think isn't really a good thing you know mm. i think you should have the top two uh the top two from each group going through. This third place finish, Lark, it, it, yeah. uh, it's prolonging it. Hey, it's more soccer. It's more soccer, but I mean... Three points, yeah. you know, in three games. Only eight teams get eliminated. It, it's right. a little, you know... It just shows you how bad a team like the Ukraine did when they were eliminated before the last match. Well, I was going to say, you don't yeah. want to be one of those eight teams, right, really, right. do you, that, that actually goes out, sure. you know? But, uh, yes, it's a, it's a really interesting. Yeah. They, they just wanted more teams in the tournament, and yeah. you know, last 16, it, it in a way doesn't make a lot of sense. But we'll go with it. We're in sure. there. It's more games, more celebration. I mean, yeah. I mean, I look, if you're like uh, Albania, not Albania. Was it Albania that made it this year? No. Uh, help me here. Uh, well, the Eagle. Uh, they, I think they made. I think they made it through. Huh? With an A. Team begins with an A. Albania. Well, it would I be don't Albania, know. Albania, yeah. They make it through enough. Well, uh, ha have they for certain? I don't know, because all this I'm not sure who place. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah they're in, they're but teams France's like Albania. Group. Yeah, that's yeah. the team I was thinking of. Yeah. Teams like that, Iceland, teams that would never, ever get a chance to yeah. be here. I think it's a good thing. Well, I mean, Northern Ireland, what's the deal with that? Right. Well, first I mean, of all, Albania yeah. beat Romania. I think that was their first win in a major tournament. Uh, yeah. Hey, from a, a UK perspective, having Wales, you know, Northern Ireland, England, and, and even Republic of Ireland, I mean, that's brilliant. We love it, you it's know. It's great. Yeah. But yeah. there's no Scottish people listening as I'm talking about <laughs> yeah. that. But, uh, yeah, it must be kind of rough for the Scots, huh? <laughs> well, wow, that's tough. That's tough for this tournament. It is. I didn't because, realize that. Because right normally yeah. at least two don't go. You know, they're, they're the only ones left out this time around. But then again, when you look at it, like with this, some of these teams that you mentioned, 
And like Brian's team, Denmark didn't make it or got defeated at the end. And that's kind of rough. Yeah, they, they got knocked out in the playoffs, yeah. didn't they? They got knocked yes, out. In the some playoffs. of the groups. Yeah. They, some of the groups. Yeah. Well, it was, it was so Portugal, I wonder who right? we same thing. They were in the same spot as Denmark. Yeah, they stuck yeah. through. They, they got in. But um, no, I mean it's just to have two major tournaments. I mean you literally just five games in a day. You know, three Euros and two Copas. I mean, yeah. it's and I then mean, you know maybe an MLS game or two. To, like that's sneaking back in yeah, now, yeah, you're back. right, yeah, yeah, it, it is. Union against fire tonight. I don't know if you follow the union too, too much these days or if that'll take take foothold later in the summer, but Chicago, worst place, or sorry, the worst team in the East per record, yeah. and mm -hmm. Union's still number one at this point. I know they're doing well. Um, you know, I must admit, it's, with, with all these international tournaments, MLS has got a little bit lost in the yeah. in the shuffle for me. But I do know that it's a great year so far for the Union, and long may it continue. Long may it continue. Uh, yeah. All right, Pat, how are you? Uh, that's yeah. Jamie. We, we spoke to him earlier. So, Neil, I have a, a professional question to ask you, and we, we touched on the subject earlier. And I would love to hear your opinion on this because you're, you're, you're somewhat – Outside, you're, you're, so we were talking about American soccer. So what, what is it going to? So what is it going to take for U.S. soccer to become a a powerhouse like like a Brazil, uh, Italy, Germany? Um, you know, a team that's won. I I will I, I, even throw England in there. Do respect to England because they've they've won one World Cup. One yes. World Cup, yes. So one is great. So I mean, to, to even get into that tournament, it's it's awesome, and and countries will go crazy to get it, and then to get into that tournament and to win it is, I mean, even more of an accomplishment. But going back to what Jimmy was saying earlier, and what we were talking about earlier, what what, what does it take for U.S. soccer to be, you know, put themselves on on the map and put them at a caliber where well, England? Let's start is. off by saying they've come a long way. I sure, don't think absolutely. There's any dispute about that? No, no question I mean, about it. To, to get, you know, just current affairs, you know, semi-final of Copa America, obviously well outplayed by Argentina, but at the same time I think that generally speaking, even in World Cups, you know they're getting out of the groups, as long no as they don't get about. paired up with Ghana, you know, maybe they'll go a step further, Ghana keeps sure. knocking them out but, um, you know what the, the country's got to become immersed in in the game, I mean full saturation level and, and I think that's probably the last that step the last step you know what I mean? To, to I think the USA, they're gonna, they're gonna bring the players through. They're always gonna. They're, they're now at the stage I think where they're treated with respect by every country. Nobody goes out and plays the USA saying, "Oh, that's three points in the bag anymore." Just, I just totally just, disagree, Neil. <laughs> please, please pray tell why. Uh, last night, for instance. Yeah. And I, I get to the sharp point of, and this is a little off of the actual soccer, uh, the actual match, the actual football. Natural skills, the people, uh, the athletes on the pitch. I'm looking at the followers, the fans in Houston. Right. Have you ever seen any? You're talking about the I'm USA talking, fans. I'm talking about the fans. USA or Argentina. I'm talking about these fans that have never played soccer. Right. Have you looked at the size of these people? But. <laughs> no. <laughs> so what are you trying I mean, to say? No, the saying, USA have a great. What I'm saying is you know, there's a lot of people. Listen, right. I'm saying with followers, follow followers. There's yeah. leaders and leaders and leaders. Right. All right. All right. I believe the sport is lacking leadership, and it's not going to come from the NCAA's. They make too much money, regardless. Uh, even in soccer, they do. Um, you mean the USSF, right? The United States Soccer Federation. Well, I knew 
I know you for years. Uh, I know what you've done here. I know you've done very, very good things because you're passionate for the, for the sport. There's a chair behind you, Jimmy, by the way. Sit down, relax. Oh, thanks, there guys. You go. I appreciate it. Um, no, what I'm saying is just the fan base kind of throws me off. I, I look at like a lot of people a little bit tubby, out of shape. People that have not been able to find their other sports, which is almost some totally anti-Americana as far as football. They didn't fit in, and this is an outlet. And I believe uh, the chess, that venue, uh, Philadelphia Union have is fantastic. But I'll tell you, it is in Chester. It's the cheapest piece of property they could actually build. And they still have a regional rail line, which they, they, they were really venue for to get down there because Harris and other things, yeah, there's other yeah. venues there. They still can't bleed people down there. Now, it holds, I think, about, what, 15,000, 13,000? It's a beautiful, beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. It's 18. It's seasonal. I, I, I like uh, the movement with the, the Sons of Benz and, and, and the Outlaws. But uh, I don't know if any of those people are credible of ever playing the sport. I, 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 when I look into the stands, I feel like nobody could dribble a ball or juggle ball more than two seconds. And, and, and I, I, globally, yeah. you could break it down to Argentinian friends like, this is hilarious. I mean, what you're putting out here professionally is hilarious, and everybody behind it is hilarious. Still, internationally, I think it's a joke. Uh, personally, that, that's my personal thing. You think the USA setup is a joke? I'm not sure. No, what, I, what I'm saying is, I, I I don't know if we're how far we're going. Like, Jeremy, to, Jeremy. Go, to anti your position of going how uh, if we're going in the right directions. Neil, you've been put EPYS. I played, uh, you know, I, Listen, his sports I'm, soccer. No, no. Uh, you have to real interrupt. quick, if you don't mind. No, yeah. we're fine. I just. Like, and Eric brought up the point, I think it's brilliant, right? Does that make NFL fans any more, you know, legitimate? Because they well, might have been Well, NFL's not international. It's, 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 it's the, our sport. I know, but, like, so a fat guy walks into an Eagles game, right? Like, does that mean he was a former offensive lineman and he's more credible than the fat Okay, well, fan? listen, I will tell you this. <laughs> well, yes. Come on. So many I'm still not sure what that. party disagreed with me on that. Now, listen. Any fat guy. We got a great pizza special. I'll be honest with you. If I pull up Monday my show. Monday and Tuesday. If I pull up my show right now, it's, you know, ever see Air Fries pizza. Yeah. We love fat fans of all sports. I, I do okay. think. <laughs> all right. May, all may right. I say I think the U.S. soccer I think U.S. soccer is like indoor football with Ron Jaworski, personally. That's, that's the analogy I have There's right a now. segue for you. <laughs> Sorry. I think well, it's, it's funny because Bob Long Sports is the official pregame show of the, show of the Philadelphia Soul. It's funny you say that. <laughs> So, yeah, yes Blame me, are. you read mine, or I read your, or your, I was just hungry. Yeah, that's yeah. one of those. So, let's go back. Yeah, let's go back. May I, may I be quite succinct in answering your question, right? The USA has come a long way on the field. No question about it. USA fans have become more educated. No question about it. Yes. You're asking how to get to the next level, to the Argentinas, the Brazils. I mean, come on, man, that won't happen overnight anyway. I mean, England is still trying to get there. You know what I mean? Yeah, but are they educated um, on their own? Uh, you know, I, I call the I call the league, our professional league in the United States. Yeah. That's like the USF. I mean, that is intramural stuff. I think I was looking more at the international level because I thought that's what his question well, okay, was. Okay, what, what I'm saying US... is how many international players play in, uh, in, in our well, league? Well, you know what? See, that's a good point right there. Okay. I would say 
and this is the truth. How many if you look to international players international. in their prime? That's the other question. How many international no, players pay, in their prime? The ones that have to pay the bills are Tian Rui. I mean, the guys that are paid to pay over here. And still, they're still, we're, we're so uneducated as ownerships over here are still using lending and owner and money. That, but the big ones are the always the Galaxy, New York, the big ups. Yeah. They're the ones that, the big. How about it? What? Discard. What? It's not a good time to be in an Italian pub. Island of Discard. Uh, who's Hi. listening out there? That's yeah. an Ireland goal. Oh, 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 oh. interesting. Oh, 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 oh. They can't see you dancing on the radio, Pat. I know, it's a shame. Okay. you got to put yeah. a camera there. <laughs> you got to put a camera there. <laughs> oh, good. Well, that's, that makes it interesting. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm tired of the Italians doing a la 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 lullaby and then getting a direct kick or a corner just, in the last 10 minutes in the game and just, put something out. Just don't rule out, just don't rule out the Italians with, with a late, another late goal, do you know what I mean? It's, you know, you now, do we have a score update on Belgium and Sweden, by the way? Nil-nil, yeah, nil-nil. Okay, because now... Ireland's way oh, behind in uh, oh, Buffon. They're He's way behind in years old. What's he the four points Ireland, wasn't they? Right, they would have four with oh, a win still here. His, yeah. They still would behind that be behind that automatic qualify because of the goal oh, differential. Oh, but I don't know where they'd be in terms of you, possibly I'm advancing the next round. This third place has really complicated it's everything. It is. It really has. I mean, um, Oh, is it? Oh, there you go. So, so then Ireland are going to finish third. So, absolutely so are third. Are they going to be a, nice, this a qualifier a nice or not? I, I, well, their goal differential, in yeah. a word, sucks. Yeah. It, 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 I think they've <laughs> scored two and given up four. Italy are going to wake up now for the last five minutes. Yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, there's no yeah. report to that can take care of this. No, but uh, Eric's saying they're going to make it. Why is that? Ooh, Ireland will make it with four points with this uh, with this uh, result today. If it's if it stays the way it is, mm. four points is good enough. Three's not. If Ireland doesn't, so even play, though they have a bad uh, goal differential, minus two plus. Ireland, they still have four points. That's going to be good enough to make it. For well, gents, here's my final word. I can't predict who's going to win Euro 2016. All I can tell you for certain is this. That in the quarterfinals or semi-finals, there's going to be tears from the England fans as we get knocked out on penalties once again. Uh, right? That's all I can tell you. You were English? No, Destiny. I had no idea. Destiny. Barrow in Furness, Cumbria, mate, north of England. Look it up. Anyway, guys, always a pleasure to be on Vuvu Radio. Another one. The question is, what is he it? asking me or him? I'm gonna, no, no, it isn't. Hey, Jay, Who's can you stay out of this question? No, I'm no. asking Who Neil the best player outside of me, Matt, and Neil. We're talking about American soccer. I'm your... talking about who's the best, better player, all three of us right now. I mean, we're all seem to be in good shape. Modest, modesty prevents. But, yeah. yeah. After this game, Jamie, <laughs> listen, the road is blocked. All right, how, Jamie, you want to find it? So we're going to have a juggling contest where That's the street easy. is blocked off between. Uh, your hair's going to get in the way. I'm in. Uh, juggling contest right there. Right there. Uh, That's no problem. We'll find out, well, we Jamie. Have to He's got converse shoes. Right? Reverse, reverse. Matt told me that. No tricks. Can you, can you, in, 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 to make a long story, can you? Answer that U.S. question. What's going to make them the team? Never. That nothing. <laughs> Jimmy, nothing. can you? Not really. Can, <laughs> grab, that, grab that microphone from Jimmy. <laughs> and I'm sounding out. Peace. 
it's got to be coming, I said it earlier, it's got to become ingrained in the culture so everyone wants to watch it, coach it, teach it, play it, bring these players through. Gotcha. And, when, and I know it's self-serving, but more places like Villa Capri bringing these soccer fans together. And, and Neil Smart right? can't, right? So, I mean, yeah. Neil, Neil did a great, he was out there earlier playing with the kids and, um, you know, and that's what, it, when the kids are out there playing out on that's the street, right, that's where they that's learn, right. man. Starts. Keep them interested. Keep them interested. And before you leave, Neil. Yes. Before you ne- leave, Neil. What does he say that Jimmy's got something to say? Can you, can you find Neil, a soccer ball Listen, Neil is a, Go he, get a, soccer he ball. Is a matriarch. He's still pushing the we Samba got, Classic. Jay, uh, you better stuff. put. You, you may want put those classic songs. I got a boy coming up with a soccer ball. Listen, there's a boy coming up for a soccer ball. So still, so still. And we're having the, co- the contest is on. People don't come to me for fashion advice. I can safely say that. That's uh, confirmative. Uh. Over. <laughs> One thing we can agree on. Confirmative. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So Jimmy, late, tighten those laces up because there's soccer balls coming up. Neil, your your business venture because you've done a great job getting kids in the community involved and being able to teach them. Uh, tell us more about your venture and how people can can contact you, get involved, put their kids through your your rigorous training. Absolutely, regimen. no, thank you. Uh, you know, listen, anyone interested in my particular training program, uh, a good starting point is to visit the website smartsoccer.com. Uh, get in touch with me. Any questions whatsoever as far as kids, coaching, um, camps, uh, I'd love to hear from you. So um, smartsoccer.com, uh, that's where it's at. Beautiful. Well, right. we can vouch for you here. And uh, and you got some great informal camps in the street right here on yeah. Court Street. So oh, yeah, we will do it all. We'll do it all. Yeah. Hey, what do you think, Neil? What's that? One more for, time. I think we should try to close about, off the street for Monday. Listen, England are playing. I don't think you want me out there on early. <laughs> no. Yeah. All right. We got a soccer. <laughs> we got a soccer ball. It has yeah. Neil's name on it. We'll let you go on uh, awesome. on this one. I can't wait to see the Thank juggling you, contest. Great Bob, to have you, Eric. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you, Vuvu Radio. Always, always great to have you. I'm going to do a little little pass here for Eric, be able to grab this mic. Uh, we're signing off again. Yeah, well, you know what? We tried the first time, and then we had this great interview with well, Neil, and uh, and Jimmy came back. So, so, so we've, we've, <laughs> we have a, a young a young boy here. Yes, we do. What? So Matt is uh, over there fraternizing with our youngest lad. So Finn, who's, a, you know, case in point, young uh, athlete, American player, and he, um, he he proclaims that Ireland is not only the best soccer country in the world, but they've invented the pizza. Is that true? Hold on, hold on, hold on. He needs the mic. There he is. All right. Um, a lot of people say that um, Italy made pizza. That's not right. No. I mean, in my Spanish, I'm not Spanish, I'm social studies textbook at school, pizza, I, the Irish, the Irish made pizza. Yeah. And what do you have to say against that? Well, I want to hear what, <laughs> ooh, I'm getting, I'm getting interrogated. One, I want to see ooh. what's in your Spanish textbook. There's a lawyer in the well. making right it's there, It's not a man. Spanish textbook. Oh, yeah. uh, no. Now, what so do you have studies. to say against that, Bob Long? What do I He's say? Right, yeah. Well, my Irish blood, you can tell. I'm not Italian. I, I, I oh, got that's the Irish. So I'm happy. I'm happy to oblige. Yeah. Um, More than happy to have the, the Pete's coming from Ireland. But I'd like or I'd like to understand uh, 
like where within Ireland? Is it in the Dublin area or, or where specifically in the Ireland island, if you will? Uh, where did that come from? You know, right when I heard that Irish, that Irish made the pizza, I just kind of closed my text my textbook <laughs> and just kind of... Job done. I just raised my hand and I just kind of said it. That's it, yeah. Why? To all the Italian people. Wait, awesome. I thought they taught us That's that pizza awesome. was like Chinese. It was originally nope, it's Irish. Never Didn't you hear one? the young man, Eric? Irish pizza. Irish Wait pizza. So what's, what's your name again? Um, Finn. Finn. Nice to meet you, Finn. There's Welcome a non, to there's the a show. There's a non-biased voice right there. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure. that's right. Finn, Bob Long. Finn, where are you going to school right now? I'm going to Linden Elementary. Okay. I hear good things about that place. I, I kind of heard about the the Ireland pizza I heard the pizza's awesome, that, man. Yeah. The pizza's right. good at Linden Elementary, right? <laughs> what grade are you in? Um, I'm in fifth. Oh, nice. My daughter just graduated sixth grade, so she's just going to junior high now, middle school, whatever they call it these days. Yeah. All, I, so all you, I know are, is I call it trouble. Are you, are you playing soccer, yeah. Finn? Uh, no, I'm playing football. Football. Which is invented by the Eskimos, by the way. Which, wait, what is actual football? Like the Carolina Panthers you have on your shirt? Yeah, that kind of football. Okay. Um, I kind of get mad when people say football, soccer, but it's really football. The American football. American football. With the pigskin and the laces. Yeah, that yeah, kind In of England, they call it football. They call it foot, F-O-O-T ball the same way. But, I mean, you're right. But when you think about American football. Did that start football, in Ireland? You know, a lot of things started in no, Ireland. No, football was invented <laughs> by. Potato famine. Football was invented in Alaska. Don't you know anything? This is a social yeah. studies kid. He's got it all. Yeah. I think that uh, <laughs> football was invented in Alaska. Didn't you know that? No, I didn't know that. Right. Right. I didn't know there were pigs up there. There was igloos. Well, they used fake pig skin there. They pig used skin. they used whale skin, I think. You know, do you guys? But not whales, like mm-hmm. whales. No, not whale. No, not that whale. No. Do, do you guys really want to know how the football was invented? Yeah, we'd love to hear. Go ahead. They threw a soccer ball back and forth, and then they f- called it football. <laughs> Is that what happened? And, and one of the parents came in and said that they're playing football, but they're playing actual football. There it is. So then it was remade for that. I think with football, when, when actually, when you look back at your football, yeah. NFL football, when you look back at football, real football, there was a time when they kicked it, what'd you call it, beer, what'd you call it? No, real football. No, he said real. real. Okay. When you look at not real, football, not like when you Real look Madrid. At real, when you look at real football, you know, there was a time when kicking was a much bigger part of the game. They would kick something, they used to do something called a drop kick, which is yes. kind of like a field goal, like a punt slash field goal, where you drop it off the ground and kick it through the uprights. That was a way to score. Fun fact, points. one of the most yeah. recent... Drop kicks was done by whom in the NFL? Oh, God, you know what? I knew this. New England know. Patriots probably yeah. five years ago? Yeah, quarterback. Quarterback. Yeah. On an extra pack. Ex- you mean Tom Brady? Tom Brady? No, this was a backup, but he's been around. Boston College he went to school. Doug Flutie? Doug Flutie. I mean. That was worth of five you, years ago. Man. You guys are right how there's soccer and the kicking and the actual football. A lot of people, before they actually played NFL, they played soccer because that's sure. the kickers. That's how they kick the ball really far. Yep. That's right. Absolutely right. Well, I think there's room enough in this world for all kinds of football. A couple yeah. rugby, rugby more the guys, better, too. More the better, man. Former you know? punter for the Eagles. Sav Raka was a, an Australian um, rugby player. Came that's a real started, sport. Australian rules fo- was that Australian Eagles. rules football you mean? No, he was, play, he was a rugby player. Oh, because Australian rules football. Oh, that's a serious game. If you ever saw that, that game played. 
That's some serious. I am not. He man played that game. Yeah, ESPN used to be. I used to be half their schedule when they first started out. Yeah. Australia rules football. Yeah. Who's your favorite team in the NFL? I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. Do you like Shady? I do. I mean, you know, I, I understand there are things off the field that that go on, but I believe he's a dynamic back that still can can cut it from east to west. He's got to got to be a little more north south at times. That's what but, I think too. Um. Yeah. Do you like Taylor, Tyrod Taylor? I do. Love Tyrod. So I was a big fan of his when he was playing at Virginia Tech. Big, big fan of his. And so I'm excited that we have him. He's had plenty of time to develop from his time in Baltimore, learn from a great quarterback in Joe Flacco. Local guy, played for Delaware. And uh, I'm very excited about Tyrod as our quarterback. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You're a Panthers guy first? or Yeah, Eagles? I love Cam Newton, especially how he's able to get the – ball out of there. Yep. And he's a great quarterback. He makes not very good wide receivers like yep. Ted Gidd Jr. Yeah. Um, Corey Brown. Jo- Corey Brown. You know where Corey Brown's from? Philly. Yeah, you know where he went to school? No, I'm not sure where. Cardinal O'Hara. Cardinal O'Hara, Philadelphia Catholic League School. Really? Local, yeah, yeah. Local Catholic School, high school. Yep. Delco. The reason a lot of people think I'm a Ben Wagner, but I liked him. I liked the Panthers ever since. Steve Smith Sr. was on there. Yeah? He's out of NFL now, but... Yep. It's just... What, what do you think about the whole bandwagoner thing so far? What do you mean, what do I think about the bandwagoner thing? Like, do people call you a bandwagoner? Or do you, no, or, or I cheer do you for, call the bandwagoner? I cheer for Buffalo teams, so no one calls me a bandwagoner. <laughs> we haven't been to the playoffs since 1999. There's not much to bandwagon. I agree with you that. I agree yeah. with that. What do I think about bandwagoners? I believe there's a lot of them. I the... can name a lot right now. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I don't think those people want me to call name them. That's fine. Not not live on the radio. Then we're not. No, no, we are live on the radio, so you don't want to be yeah. putting them live, calling them out. But I think there are a lot of bandwagoners. Yes, I do. Could be for soccer. Could be for football. Anything. But, uh, you know, if you got a legitimate reason for following the Panthers in the years where they were poor, I got no problem listening to it. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm not, I hate Ben Wagners. I'm not like, and I can be, I can be one sometimes. I'm not going to say, okay, I'm not always one. Say if there's like, say if. I would I would get a Super Bowl jersey if it was just for the Super Bowl, and to follow that team that's really good. Like a lot of people got the Panthers jerseys because they were starting to do really good when they were seven and zero that season. Yep, actually last the year. following season last year. And that's when the people really started the bandwagon the Panthers. And then there's the people that actually didn't bandwagon the Panthers. Panthers that well that's my brother. Sure. And people call him a bandwagoner when he's not a bandwagoner. Okay. I got a long history of bandwagoning, it's actually, annoying. now that I'm thinking Saints. about it. Saints. Well, yeah, I had the Saints. That was a big bandwagon move. They had never won a playoff game in like 40 years. Yep. Then I moved on to the Tottenham Hotspur because I really wanted to go with a winner. And now with Athletic Madrid, that's another big winner, you know. So I figure I'll, that's true. I'll align myself with the Cubs, I think. Although the Cubs have a chance this year. Yeah, right? right? That's true. They now do. is the time to become a Cubs fan, you know. Why are they doing good? No, Real good. well they are. They're the best Real team in good. baseball right now. Are you a bandwagon of them, or are you always a fan I, of them? I usually pick an underdog team and stick with them. That's usually my mo. I like. I've always been a Philadelphia fan, except for the, the Eagles. 
because I just don't like their management. I haven't Wait, liked what? it for years. I'm usually a Philadelphia sports oh. fan now. Side for the Eagles. What do you not like about the Eagles? I mean, there's a lot of things. <sighs> well, well. Started with Andy Reid. I, I don't like their management. I don't like Andy Reid was a coach for about 10 years too long, as far as I was concerned. Uh, I, I, and the fans are just bastards. And then I'm a Saints fan, and I'd go there and literally be attacked, you know? So it was kind of rough. I mean, with Chip Kelly and that coach with, um, what's his name? Donovan McNabb and... What are you thinking? The wide receiver that... Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. Um, there was a choice between those two. And he made, Chip Kelly made a horrible choice by keeping Donovan. And that year, Donovan. Well, that, that, that's Andy Reid still, but not sorry, Chip. Andy yeah. Reid's one. Yep. And they picked Donovan to stay, and he did crap for the rest. He did crap. It's true. And then you see, I keep on forgetting his name. You mean Terrell, Terrell, Owens. Terrell Owens. Terrell Owens. He's amazing. I mean, he's got some anger issues and all. But... <laughs> this is awesome. Who doesn't, man? This is Who awesome. Does it? You're right, though. That's true. And then there's Chip Kelly with the Sean McCoy and... That guy's got issues, too, man. Whew. Chip Kelly. Where's all the Chip fans, Bob? Chip Kelly decides to get rid of LeSean McCoy for Kiko Alonso, who's not even starting on the Eagles yep, anymore. Yep. And, and he just cut Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun, yeah, he just cut him. Well, I'm not surprised. He was a little bit of a show-off. And, and Todd, to Todd Harriman's. All you need to know about Chip Kelly was, as soon as they brought in this new coach, they got rid of every one of the players that he brought in. You know, everyone. Yep. Everyone. Every good player. And paid a fortune for other guys, like, uh, you know, the guys that they brought in here. Byron Maxwell. Byron Maxwell, yeah, that's one. And the coach that they brought in. Byron Maxwell? Byron Maxwell. Oh, Maxwell, right. I'm thinking of Byron Who are you Lovich. talking about? No, but they brought in the, 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 uh, all the guaranteed money that they put. The guy they just signed for a lot of money. Fletcher Cox. Fletcher Cox, thank you. Right. They have about 250000 of guaranteed money. Million. Million, as million. it were. Yeah. Wasn't Fletcher Cox always on there? They just, well, yeah, but they brought him back for like a lot of, a lot of money. Brought it back for a lot of guaranteed money, like fifty-five, sixty million over the next. What What's going on with Sam Bradford? Do you guys think he should still be on the Eagles, or? I think as soon as they, as soon, I, my opinion is, as soon as the new guy shows that he's the guy, Sam Bradford will be gone probably after this year. I don't. I guess. The thing with Sam Bradford, he, they pay him way too much to, for him not to really. I don't think he gets. It's a one-year deal, right? Yeah, it's, it's a very it, for no. a starting quarterback. It's not a high salary. The next year is completely they can. No, it's actually him. not. Is it? No, they can get rid of him. They can year. get a, right. get rid of him, but right. it wasn't like the it wasn't like the uh, franchise. No, tag. no, but what they're paying him for actual for a starting quarterback, yeah. I don't think it's too really much that money. High. That's yeah, right. You think it's too much? Money. I think, but I mean, right. the whole thing. I, they were talking about Eli getting, well, you know, some twenty some million dollars. Well, the third, it's, again, the third-string quarterback is also getting a pretty good game, right. too. Yeah. I think when you put them all together, they're spending a lot of money in the quarterback position. And how did this become a football and not a football show, by the way? Anyway, Finn. When did it get away from me? Well, Finn, you should it seems like soccer. when I joined, I just kind of changed the party around. Tell you, that's man, fine. You know, football it's is a guest-driven show. Football, <laughs> football is a sport. Football, the one you like, okay? Yeah, the, fo- the football. Its- that the football is the man football. I, yeah. yeah, the man football. But I, th- <laughs> I think it's on its way out. You know, in my opinion. Instead of no, because no. of the concussion stuff. Yeah, no, so- I agree. Well, at least they're actually hitting each other. I mean, I'm not. No, I'm not saying that's smart. Your mom. That's what your he's mom saying. is. You play football, tackle football. He, yeah. And your mom doesn't have. Well, wait, if you ever hit, get your head hit, she's not going to be she's happy. Not me, she yeah. always. She was like that. I'm starting football up this summer for Romans. Right. 
Roman's Catholic. Right. Roman Catholic. And before yes, that, sir. I was not to play football, tackle. Okay. I have to be a certain age. I'm, that's 12. Because I have a buddy that played for Council Rock South, and I guess he was on the junior varsity team, but he, he's going to be a junior this year. So he's going to be moved up to the – and he had a uh, concussion, and he's done. He can't play anymore. Now, let me People ask don't you, mess around anymore. Would you, go stuff, to, you know? would you go to high school, Roman, eventually? Yeah, probably. Okay, so I'm, I might be calling one of your football games someday. We yeah. call We call LaSalle College High School football. It's just – Every it's one of their games. Really, really rare to get up there. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't believe in myself. I don't. It's not like I don't have confidence. I have confidence, but the people that actually managed to get in the NFL and college football and start and actually play on the field yep. is a whole like ten percent chance because you can get hurt first of all. You can't. You might not make the starting team, and you might even get to step a foot on the field. Yep. You might not even have the right skill to, and you might have not practiced. Well, skill and practice, I'm allowed to say, is the same thing. But you might have not practiced enough to actually get with the program and to be able to do all those things. Okay. So what do you think? So you're saying, do I think people should continue to play football, or what, what's your question exactly? I mean, you shouldn't stop playing football. Football's uh, a fun sport. Yeah, my my kid's not going to play football. See, Why? Go. This is the biggest sport. Because he might get hurt. Have. Yeah, because I I think the brain is the most, and I don't think there's anything wrong with anybody playing football. There's no judgment. It's just my kid won't play football because I'd be worried about the mental side effects. I mean, you could put a lemon head, but you could put a lemon helmet on him. You know what a lemon head is? Yeah, the big, the big ones. Concussion helmets. The big ones. Yeah. I'm not worried. I, I think there's plenty of things my son or daughter can do instead of using a lemon helmet for peewee football. You know what's interesting about the whole football thing, though? Even yeah, guys, like a couple of these good defensive players for the 49ers quit. I mean, they quit because Patrick they were Willis, you're right, talking they were about. Wire, yep. I think there was more than one. I could be wrong. Okay. But what I'm saying is that you know they're giving it up, and they're making the real big money. You know, they're, we're not, they're not just dreaming. Calvin and say, Johnson just yeah, retired. I mean, Oh, did he? And was it because of the, was it the same thing because of the head? Yeah, I mean yeah. more or less. He didn't he didn't come out explicitly and say that, but so you got it. You know, the, the, especially now where it could lead to like this horrible psychological problems and death when they're older. They do crazy things and they don't know yeah. why. That's scary. That's worse than not being able to tie your shoe. The fact that you might shoot somebody because you don't even know you're doing it. You know, the lack of, like, control. Yeah, Mental control. Yeah, I, I wouldn't go that far, but I hear you. Shannon, I mean, it does happen. But Shannon Sharp with, who was it? It's one of the Sharps. Sterling Sharp? Sterling, okay. Didn't he have internal bleeding? May have. I don't know the story. One of, them, one of the people did, and because he got hit... Yeah. And the worst part is that they're trying Eric, to you need a microphone if you're going to talk. I'm talking to him. Well, we're on the show. <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. So, but yes, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying. It's a very interesting discussion. Do you guys know with? Do you guys know something funny? What's that? Do you guys know who the well, people? Do you guys know what the Mad, Do you guys know what the football game is? Madden. Yes. The video game. Yep. You know how like there's people on the front covers of each game. Yep. Have you guys ever heard of the Madden curse? Yes. About how people would get hurt that season. For once you get on the cover, yes, sir. Yeah, once you get on the cover of the Madden game. Like, Calvin Johnson, he played that whole entire season with broken fingers. Yeah. And no one even knew. And he still did amazing. But there's other people like... Michael Vick, Ray Lewis. Michael Vick. And guess guess what happened to him? He Sean went, Alexander. Yep. All those people just started to go down. Their career yep. went horrible. And with Rob Gronkowski being on Madden 17. Yeah. 
I feel bad for him because I don't know if he's going to get hurt or if he's going to stay good this season. What do you think? Or or only or maybe they only have like a two years of when they're really at the top of their game. Yeah, and well, that's, that's all true. It is. He, he's always yeah, been know. hurt a lot. But hey, Finn, we appreciate you coming on. It's been fun, man. Yeah. Um. Parting words. Um. Soccer is nowhere as cool Oof. as American football. <laughs> It's probably going to get hate this comment. You're, you're on the wrong show and at the wrong pub, but that's okay, my man. I'm going to skip him to the people yeah. that. <laughs> I'm giving it to the people like me who he's, think football is a real American sport. He's telling it like it is. You're the man, Finn. Hey, appreciate like you coming on and doing this. You Thank did you. you did a really, really nice job on this show. It's Thank been fun. Thank you for having me. You got it. Bye. Bye. All right. Wait, can I give a shout-out? Sure, please. I want to give a shout-out to my dad. Um, He made this all possible for me to come here um, to my friend Gianni right next to me and, her, and his little sister Peach um, for sticking with us, for sticking with me and listening to me. And I bet you're all bored right now for, the, for this whole entire time. <laughs> um, and then my brother Patty, um, just for loving me and being motivational. Bye. That's good stuff. Thanks, Finn. Appreciate that. And this is Vuvu Soccer here at Villa Capri signing off from 51 West Court Street. We'll see you next time. Euro 2016 rolls on, as does Copa America and MLS play. We'll see you soon.